Blog Talk Radio. This show is dedicated to my mother and father. From beginning to end, we'll always love you. Ready, set, Welcome to the Couch Potato Sports Show, your internet radio home for all sports, news, and talk. Join Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, and the best co-host anyone could ask for, Cuervo. We cover it all, NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, as well as indoor football and high school sports. Now, it's time. Here's Sonny Clark. Oh! Welcome into the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is me, Sonny Clark, the hardest working man in sports radio, coming to you here on that being said. Our Sunday morning prediction continues into our 10th season, and now our 5th episode, and the episodes are going to start piling up here really soon, because it, you know, before we know it, it's going to be uh, football time for high school football. We had the pre, uh, pre-game show and the football games that are happening. Those are going to be coming up actually here real soon. You said a little bit delay here. The wife was on her way back from Sam Houston University, and she got a flat tire, and Sonny had to do the two-and-a-half track to go help her get that squared away, and here we are. Just a little bit late here. Uh, two hours and a half. We were normally going to kick this off at noon today, uh, but got that little distraction. But I'm glad that we're able to get up online because there's some things that are going on as far as sports are concerned that I want to talk about. We've got, and, and believe me, there is a boatload of crap to talk about that we haven't had time. This week was filled with a lot of football news, a lot of baseball news, but mostly football news that I thought was very interesting. We'll be talking a little bit about the Johnny Manziel saga, keeping just, God, will that story just ever finally end? It's just like, it's, you know what it is? It's like watching Rocky after Rocky three. I mean, because Rocky four, five and all these others. Oh my God, they're God off. You know, and let's be honest, Johnny Manziel. Okay. Was not, let me repeat this, was not anything to have a sequel about. So we've been watching this horror story, you know, car crash, dumpster burn, whatever you want to call it, and we've been, we've been watching for a long time. But now another chapter opens up in that saga. But, you know, it's kind of interesting because how how the things are going to be talking about. Because to me, it's hard to change my opinion about people. It really is. Unless I don't know the backstory, I'm going to give everybody the benefit of the doubt. And Lord forbid if I get the backstory and it's negative, I might not give you the time of day. Depending on what it is. So when I look at Johnny Manziel and I see what's been going on from day one, and I'm not talking about in the NFL, folks. I'm talking about at Texas A&M. Just go back and listen to some of our classic 
and I mean classic archives, about Johnny Manziel. And it started when this guy was over at Texas A&M making a complete and utter ass of himself, not, not more than five years. So my question is, AAF, why would you think that Johnny Manziel would change anything about himself? I mean, you you can even – it even goes back to high school. Now, granted, we didn't cover the high school Johnny Manziel because no one gives a rat. Giving a rip about a high school player means absolutely nothing on this show, and that and it could have been LeBron James coming out of high school. I wouldn't have given it the time of day because I don't care. Only time I care is when we're doing rally at Eagles varsity football play-by-play, period. Because it's hard to hold someone accountable and also worry about a guy at the high school level. Because really you would think that the college level would weed out the complete and utter scumbag that Johnny Manziel is. Yeah, I said it, and I said that first. Johnny Manziel's story continues, and it continues not more than a month ago when we first started talking about Johnny Manziel getting the old heave-ho out of Canada in the CFL. Really, 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 come on. This guy, they kicked his sorry ass out of Canada because he wouldn't keep up with his probation. So the story goes is is that Memphis in the AAF is going to get Johnny Manziel, but my question is why would you want this guy? Now, granted. The AAF, the, the viewership has fallen off, just as I told you folks. If you listen to this show, it may start off with a bang or be really good, but it's eventually going to die out, peter up, and go away. Well, it's damn near near that point, but to kind of give it CPR, if, so to speak, you throw in Johnny Manziel. Now, I've got a point on the Johnny Manziel. Remember, this guy, again, got thrown out of Canada because he can't keep up with his probation that was set in the States. And one thing about Canada says, you know what? We don't need your sorry ass here if you're not going to follow the rules. God, I love the CFL. If you can't follow the rules, it don't matter who you are. Head your ass down south, ass of yourself and be accepted. And I think that's the point here, guys. And I, I, you, know, you can be accepted for being a total asshole. And, yeah, I said that too. But everybody's interested in giving old Johnny Manziel a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth time. This guy needs, this guy needs not to be in the public eye. This guy is not interestingly enough to where we're hearing stories about him. I wouldn't have talked about him unless someone wrote a story. Because Johnny Manziel, maybe the story is interesting that he goes to Canada and we covered that portion, but after that no one gives a rip and neither do I. Because this guy is really in reality a scumbag. Now, if you don't want to call him a scumbag, or 
you may think that that's a little harsh. You can go ahead and think that. You can hold your opinion. That's what I think of Johnny Mantel. Not losing two, two seconds of sleep about Johnny Manziel. And the fact this guy is getting another shot. I mean, forget one shot with one team, then another, then out, gone for a while. This guy is not going to change, okay? He's not. I mean, I'm sorry, but I've seen enough of the Johnny Manziel saga to realize that this guy's a scumbag and he doesn't deserve our attention. But it is as stupid does AAF. Go ahead, sink the ship. You would have much better been off with Colin Kaepernick. But your second best idea is Johnny Manziel. Good God. Now, I'm not going to say that Johnny Manziel is not going to sell tickets. I'm not going to do it. I'm not even going to say that people are not going to give a look at Johnny Manziel playing for the Memphis Tigers or whatever the nickname is for him over there. All right? The reason why people are going to watch because they want to watch the car wreck. See, when you're driving down the street, you miss the actual wreck unless you're involved with it. But if you're a couple miles back from the wreck and you're only seeing the the remaining portions of it, well, that's what the AAF has done in reality. But here's another thing. You get to see a little bit more of this train wreck and this car crash that is Johnny Manziel. And everybody loves this guy. I, I No. Maybe it's me. Probably is. But I have no sympathy for Johnny Manziel. None. And, and I'm not going to lose any sleep over Johnny Manziel. Why should I? So when you go thinking about what's going to end up happening with Johnny Manziel later on, you can go ahead and do so. You can love the guy. You can, you, can, you can have the love affair that is the Johnny Manziel train wreck that's there. Now, having been said, that's the story. Listen, as much as I want it to happen for Johnny Manziel, I just know it's not. I mean, I'm, I'm waiting for the Cinderella story here for him, but it's not coming. Because Johnny Manziel can't get out of his own goddamn way. And believe me, the attitude that he brings on on about who he is and what he is, and believe me, down here in Texas, people got some mad love for Manziel, the Manziel family. To me, it's like a cartel mob scene. I'm telling you right now, I've never seen anything like it. You like him because you're worried about what may happen to you. Believe me. There's been stories about Manziel and the mob behind what it is. Now, if you want to believe those stories, great, but keep Johnny Manziel a good distance away from my big sorry behind. Don't think this is going to work out. They may get ratings for a couple of weeks. And you watch. I'm going to tell you right now, these young cats that are trying to make the NFL, they're going to eat this 
guy alive. Next Saturday, if he's in the starting lineup for the Tigers, I might look into it just to see how much he gets destroyed. And I hope he does. So he will go away. Because believe me, continuing to watch Johnny Manziel get get chance after chance after chance, you know, the NFL should put this guy under a ringer and be done with him. This is an interesting carry into. And again, I'm waiting on Cuervo to call me, but I'm rolling with this because I don't know where I might go. I know I've got some bent-up frustrations. So take the Johnny Manziel thing. I mean, the Johnny Manziel story is crazy as it is. But yet there's even more big stories. And we're not even talking about the trades. I haven't even got to the trades yet. We're going to talk about those. But the simple fact of the matter is... Can we talk? Yeah, Joan, we can't. Kansas City Chiefs, you are absolutely, positively, genuinely shocked at about your guy at the running back position and what you're dealing with. Then, then you need to fire your GM. You need to let this guy go. You all know who I'm talking about. Going on with their running back in Kareem Hunt. He has been suspended for eight games. And you look at all the other stories that are coming out of Kansas City with Kareem Hunt. The other one is to the wide receiver of the Kansas City Chiefs, Tyreek Hill. Now, before I go ahead and do what I'm about ready to do, I'm going to go, I'm, I, I see you right there, Cuervo, but I want to talk about this part because I'm bringing it in. The part you might not have heard about what I was talking about, Johnny Manziel, is that Kansas City Chiefs are completely shocked about what's going on from a guy, okay? An investigation that's happening to a, you know, deal where child abuse may be a part of it from the guy who strangled, I'm going to try to get this right, strangled the mother that gave birth to this kid in college, and yet the Kansas City Chiefs, knowing this, goes ahead, I will go ahead and do this. And now he is reportedly under investigation for a three-year-old, the child who he was trying to strangle the woman's mother about a broken arm. Now, all this in good things to talk about. Stupidity of the Kansas City Chiefs and the stupidity of the AAF. And not only one guy, but two guys from the Kansas City Chiefs, gone. And 
if the Kansas City Chiefs don't cut bait with this guy immediately, this is going to be a media problem that is going to be huge. And I mean huge, guys. They already got a problem. And it can go, go spiring out of control and bring that train wreck car accident and everything else that's Johnny Manziel and everything over in Kansas City. That having been said, let's bring on the fine co-host of this program, eight. Cuervo, thanks for your patience this morning in order to get on today. I appreciate it. Oh, no, Sonny, no problem at all. Look, you know, emergencies happen, so I understand, you know, you got to attend to that. And like we always talk about off the air, family comes first. So, um, Absolutely. you know, it just worked out that the wife was, you know, is working right now. Mrs. Cuervo's at work, so um, we have time today, so. Absolutely. I'm glad that we were able to get that done and get it all squared away. And, you know, hey, now, Johnny Manziel gets his ass thrown out of Canada for being a punk that he is, breaking, and the reasons why, in case you didn't know, Johnny Manziel actually got his ass thrown out of Canada is because he couldn't keep up with the conditions of his parole. All right, so they said, well, you can't do that. You can't play for our our league, so you're gone. So Mm -hmm. now... The sign up over to the AAF and the team in Memphis. I don't know their nickname. It's really irrelevant. He might be able to bring some eyes back to the league for a couple of weeks. But the train wreck that is Johnny Manziel is there. And I bring it along to what's going on with the Kansas City Chiefs with Tyreek Hill and Kareem Hunt. He's got, you know, once you get these kind of guys on your football team, okay, it should never shock anybody about what comes from these guys. And these two guys um, are making it very, very hard for the Kansas City Chiefs to contend in the AFC and maybe make it to the AFC championship. But it just goes to show where the priorities lie for Kansas City. They don't really care about character in reality. That part has been proven. And now it's going to come back and bite them in the ass at the time where you're expecting a young man at the quarterback position to start really becoming the superstar in this league. Right. And, you know, that, that was the direction that Tyreek Hill is, is absolutely moving in. Uh, you know, he's becoming a star in, in the league very fast, uh, just as fast as he can run. So uh, now I will say this, Sonny, I, I completely agree with what you're saying when it comes, excuse me again, with, to the situation with Tyreek Hill. The reason that I don't agree uh, with the Kareem Hunt situation is because Kareem Hunt made the choice to hide his situation, to lie about his situation, to keep it from the Kansas City Chiefs. So to, uh, to say that they weren't worried about character when they drafted a Kareem Hunt or signed a Kareem Hunt, I can't remember if they drafted him or not, but um, – you don't know what you don't know. And so with that, with that being said, um, the situation with Kareem Hunt, uh, the organization was lied to by him. Uh, and you can't really fault the organization for that. Now, as far as the Tyree Kill situation, uh, yeah, I absolutely do believe that they kind of just try to sweep it under the rug and the problem was going to go away. Only problem with that is when, you know, somebody has a history of violence, it doesn't just disappear. And they're going to continue to be that way, Sonny, until, until, you know, they receive the proper treatment or 
you know, somebody lays them on their ass, excuse my language, but that's, yes. that's just the way it goes. So, uh, you know, that's, that's my take on it. I think for this Tyreek Hill situation, yeah, Kansas City definitely looked past the character flaws that Tyreek Hill has, the history of violence, the anger issues that he probably, you know, has within himself. Cream Hunt, totally different story. The organization was, was flat out lied to, and they had no knowledge, at least from what we're being told of, of his past. Interestingly enough, when you look at that, you, you look at where Kansas City is, man, this is not a time for all this nonsense going on for a football team that's headed and doing what they got with their quarterback. You know, you, you look at Patrick Mahomes. This is a guy who's ready to really take the step and being the superstar. And you, the thing that people are looking at are not necessarily what he's been able to do, but ma- mainly what he has done, you know, to get to where he's at, being really overshadowed by a couple of things that have been going on here, whether it be Kareem Hunt or on the other side, uh, you know, on that part, or whether it's Tyreek Hill, either one. Um, it really takes away from what kind of thing that they got really kind of special up in Kansas City, because even though I'm not, I'm not a fan of Patrick Mahomes winning the MVP. I'm not. I'm still kind of bitter about that. Uh, but I'm not going to take away from what this guy has done and what he he's capable or might be able to be capable to do. Kansas City Chiefs now, they have got some work to do. You know, so their GM over there, whoever it is, I forget who it is, uh, they've got some work to do. And they better they better move on that fairly quickly um, because guys are being pulled up right and left and everywhere uh, on teams and stuff. We're going to be talking about those as well. But the Kansas City Chiefs better get busy uh, because you're taking a big part of their offense away with both of those guys. And, you know, whether Kareem Hunt comes back, he's been actually suspended for eight games. Uh, Tyreek Hill, that's another thing. I don't know how long he's not going to be available after this incident and things like that as everybody's moving closer and closer to uh, training camp and, you know, trying to figure out who they're going to have on their team. You know, just just for everybody's knowledge, uh, so Kareem Hunt actually uh, signed with the Cleveland Browns. So now the, he is their problem to, to deal with. Um, so he's going to be suspended the first eight, game, eight games, like you said. But uh, Kareem Hunt is now a Cleveland Brown, just so everybody uh, knows, for those who didn't know. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, you're absolutely right, though, Sonia. I think their offense is definitely kind of crutched, you know, in, in a crutch now just because those are the two most dynamic guys on that offense. You can only do so much with a superstar tight end in, in Travis Kelsey. And they're nothing against him. I mean, he's a phenomenal guy, phenomenal player. Um but when's the last time you had, you know, you saw a championship team uh, with the tight end being the leading receiver? It doesn't happen. So, um, you know, Kansas City definitely needs to go out and, you know, find them a top target to, uh, you know, to have Mahomes throw the football to. In the event that Hill does get some sort of disciplinary action uh, put on him. Uh, pending this investigation, so uh, even so, though, Sonny, I mean, Tyreek himself, I don't know how far 
Kansas City can go uh, without, you know, a guy next to him. I mean, Sammy Watkins, you know, decent receiver. Uh, but I think I think they But he's the number three, win. let's be honest, on any other football team. Exactly. Exactly. So I, I really think they need to. Maybe a good two, I guess. I, I guess. Maybe I disrespect him. Maybe a good two, but on some football teams, a three, yeah. Eh, I guess it all depends on, you know, what team you throw him on, you know, where he would be at. But uh, for Kansas City right now, he's definitely number two. Um, but I think they should go out and, you know, at least get one more guy. And in the running back position, I mean, obviously they're going to have to address that. Um, they haven't, at least to my knowledge, they haven't done anything at running back. So, yep. um, you know, that's a big hole to fill. Definitely. Browns have Kareem Hunt. Now, the, now, this is the news here, you know, Cuervo. I, I've got to admit, while I was sitting and I heard about this, I, I was shocked. And it, a lot of times it doesn't shock me. Things don't shock me. Really, they don't. I, I'm kind of used to it. But OTB, uh, Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ, whatever. Odell Beckham. Now, Cuervo, you want to talk about uh, filling the shoes of Josh Gordon, who was great for this football team? Uh, they definitely did that. But my big question here is, is Odell Beckham Jr. to the Cleveland Browns. Now, a couple of years ago, we would say this is where you go to die, but a little bit different from last year compared to the years before. We're actually talking contending Cleveland Browns. Does this get them over the edge? And uh, but I, I got. I guess I got to ask. Does this get? The, in your opinion, obviously, this is going to be our opinions. We're we're trying to see into the future here. Does this put them over the edge? Of, does this put them in real contention in the AFC North or and or playoffs? I definitely think it can, Sonny, but. It goes back to what you've been talking about, Baker Mayfield and the sophomore slump that could potentially be. If he can yep. find a way to avoid that and, and actually have a good second year, Cleveland Brown's going to be one of the more dynamic offenses in the NFL next year. And, and trust me, it sounds weird to say, it feels weird to say, but you have to, you have to look at it and be honest about it and, and, and say, look, the Cleveland Browns are putting themselves in a position to really contend in the AFC North. Do I think they're going to win the division? Probably not. I think people are overreacting a little bit. A lot of things are going to have to go right for the Cleveland Browns. Don't forget, look, you know, it, it looks great. You know, they got the flashy receivers and all that and, and whatnot. Still got to protect your quarterback, okay? So as long as the offensive line is solidified, then maybe I'll start to believe that that Cleveland is going to be a you know contender. Uh, you know, as far as like on defense, I know they've uh, they've made a couple of moves as well. But obviously, the big yeah, story. Yeah, I think they signed I, four teams. Did four guys, didn't they? And one of them was from Minnesota, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so they got Sheldon Richardson, the defensive tackle from uh, from Minnesota, and um, so that that. That's a huge signing. I'm trying to remember some of the other signings. There's just so many of them to talk about, but um, 
Yes. To answer your question, Sonny, yeah, you're right. Uh, Sheldon Richardson is the guy that they got from the Vikings. So, um, you know, a lot of credit to, to John Dorsey, who was the GM in Kansas City uh, before he left to take the job in Cleveland. Um, yeah. He's really put together uh, a, a contending team, and he's done it fast. I mean, it's it's really impressive to see how fast that team has turned around. So, um here it is, Sheldon yeah, Richardson. They got he got mm-hmm. him. Tied in Demetrius yep. Harris, a linebacker, uh, Taylor, uh, Darius Taylor, an offensive lineman, which I think is the right one. Eric Cush, um, you know I, that out of all three of them, I think is the big thing because of what you were talking about. Cuervo need to protect that quarterback. Right. You know, and, and that's that's one of your best ways to avoid that sophomore slump for Baker Mayfield. You know, if you know, if he throws bonehead interceptions, that's on him. You know, I mean, there's nothing you can say about that. You can't blame the offensive line for that. But if he's getting sacked, you know, eight times a game, then, you know, you really can't expect much <laughs> from that offense. So, uh, But I think the chemistry that you're seeing uh, being built there is, is – probably one of the biggest things that a lot of people aren't talking about, you know, yep. you know Beckham and, and, and Jarvis Landry, obviously they know each other from their days at LSU playing together, throwing a guy like a cream hunt when he finally comes back, you know, maybe Landry is the guy, Sonny, that can, that can, you know, get his mind right and get cream hunt's yep. mind right. Cause you know, we talked about it last year where, where Landry came in and he, he pretty much, he set the other receivers straight. And, yeah. and got them to start believing themselves and have a winning attitude and walk around like you know like they're like they're winners. So yes, he was um, obviously the leader on that team as well, especially offensively as far as being without a doubt. About. Uh, without you know, a doubt. when when we heard, I, I'm telling you, I remember when I heard the story. It it just reminded me of a guy who who wants to win so bad ends up on a team that's so bad. And he's like, well, God, I guess I'm going to have to do this myself. And that's exactly what ended up happening. He had to do it himself. And, you know, it didn't take long because, I mean, they ended up with the tie with the Pittsburgh Steelers in week number one, which everybody thought they were going to get blown out of the water. So it, it really did, you know, having that guy along with other guys. Now, the question is, is the chemistry that has been built, what does Odell Beckham Jr. bring to that chemistry? That's a huge. It's either going to be good or bad. You know, you know, I don't think there's, you know, a mainstream. You know, I think it's going to either be real good or real bad. And that will depend upon Odell Beckham when he dr- goes into there and decides that, you know, you know, it's time to play. Will he be the guy that can get along with, with uh, uh, Landry, who is obviously the leader? Will he take over the leadership role? I don't think Odell Beckham Jr. should be a leader of anything. But um, how will all that work? What will be the actual, um, uh, you know, chemistry that will be built between those two? Because those two have got it. Those two guys have got to be spot on. Obviously, Odell Beckham Jr. being the number one, and Landry moves to the number two, which is where he really needs to be. But as far as being a leader, he definitely needs to be number one. So, I mean, how do you think the relationship, do you think it's going to be good? I mean, I haven't read anything, good, bad, or indifferent. The only thing that we got is Odell Beckham Jr. showing up 30 minutes late, and then he 
talks about setting the standard. Well, if you're setting the standard of being, you know, late for everything, you know, how serious are you at the same time? So there's a lot of things to talk about as far as chemistry on that football team when you add Odell Beckham Jr. Wait, so Odell was late to his intro press yeah. conference as a Cleveland? Yes. Yeah. And then talked you know, about t- being held accountable. <laughs> <laughs> Wow, that's funny. Because there, there's a, there's another guy that was traded, uh, you know, within the past couple of weeks that kind of did the same thing. Uh, well, hold on, Mike. did I get him mixed up? Did I get him mixed up? You might have, Sonny. You might have. See, and this goes to show we get no prep time for this show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Um, well, switch to him. Switch to him. Let's okay. talk about the, you know, the, by the way, I heard that he colored his mustache back to the right color now. I don't know. I haven't seen, but I, I've seen the awful uh, blonde. Um, but um, that having been said, I heard that he redyed it. But he was the one that was late to his press conference and then talking about setting the standard. So it was uh, Antonio Brown. You know, it, the kind of funny, it's the kind of funny thing there. So who wouldn't have surprised mm-hmm. me if it was Odell Beckham, but. But, but uh, so, you know, we have that going on. I, I mean, lots of stuff, but I, I, I want to talk about just really quick, Querfell. And I don't know, I'm, do, do you listen to ESPN radio? Do you listen to it at all? I do. I listen to some, yeah. Do, did you hear, I, I mean, did, I, I put a quick video up. I had to take it down, personal reasons why I did it. That having been said, I, I did a video about, Stephen A. Smith. Now, I thought Stephen A. Smith had been back into our archives, Cuervo, because the article or the video or audio that he was talking about is the reason why Odell Beckham Jr. is not a giant was Eli Manning's fault. I I don't know. Did you get an opportunity to hear that or hear what he was talking about? Mm, No, didn't get to hear a whole lot of what he was talking about. Brief synopsis then. Brief synopsis okay. coming from, and of course, I said the same thing, Cuervo. The reason why is Eli Manning. But it's amazing how you can have the same reason but have a totally different reason on why. Mine obviously was is Odell Beckham is sick of Eli Manning. I'd be completely sick of him. And the fact this happened didn't break his guy's heart whatsoever. Maybe he can find someone who can throw the ball to him and hit him in stride instead of him having to make miraculous catches in order to, to, to have any kind of positivity. I'm going to be honest with you. I, that's the way I was thinking about it. I mean, he was, he, is, he was done with Eli Manning. He was hoping they'd get a quarterback that maybe he can develop a relationship with and maybe someone who can be more accurate with the ball. But uh, Stephen A. comes by. And says the same thing. It is Eli Manning's fault. And his reasoning is is that Eli Manning did not Fodell Beckham on the team. So it's amazing how we can look at the same thing and have the same answer, but have totally different answers. But that is what Stephen A. Smith says. Stephen, Stephen A. says it's Eli's fault because he didn't back him. He didn't say, why are we getting rid of Odell Beckham Jr.? I need this guy. And if he said that, that Odell would still be a giant. So, you know, it's really interesting how we got the same reason, but totally on total different 
perspectives on this. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know why. If it does, if it surprises you, I don't know why it would surprise anybody that Eli is not, you know, backing up Odell or, or, or defending to keep him in there. That's just not his personality to me. Uh, Eli's at the point where, you know, he could he could have had Jerry Rice on his team, and if the organization was like, "Yeah, we're thinking about trading him," Eli's just going to go with it. He's just kind of like, I don't want to say he's a yes man, kind of like, "Hey, it is what it is." You know, if that's if that's what the team's going to do, then this that's is what the not team's my business. Do. This is your business. That's, that's, yeah. And we we completely agree, which is why I don't buy the fact that Eli Manning didn't back him up. I don't think that and, – and Stephen A. is saying, well, if he would have said, I want Odell Beckham Jr. on this team, he would still be a giant. I'm thinking that exactly what you are, Cuervo. That is not his style. He's not one that's going to make demands. Or he's not going to say, well, you know, we need this guy on our team. Or I don't think he's even going to be one to say, no, we need to get rid of this guy. I don't want him here. I don't. Mm-hmm. I just don't get that from an Eli Manning. You want to know why, Cuervo? It's real simple. Why? Well, I don't why. Think. The guy has no heart. So... And, and has no passion. And I'm well, going to tell you, if the guy true. has heart and passion, he would have an opinion both sides of it, but we both see him as a mainstream guy who just goes with the flow instead of saying anything about anything. Yeah, I mean, that, that, that that's another reason, you know. I mean, the, you know, he's he's doesn't have much heart. But, hey, look, the other thing, look, he doesn't care who he throws the football to. As long as he gets paid, that's all he cares about. Yes. And, by the way, hugely paid for a guy who sucks and has sucked for the last five years, Cuervo. This guy has sucked. And I don't know why I'm the only one that seems to be – well, you recognize it now. But I'm not the – I don't understand why anybody looks at Eli Manning and goes, oh, yeah. We need this guy. He's our future. I'm going to tell you right now, I would have gotten – listen, you know I'm no Odell Beckham Jr. fan. I would have got rid of Eli Manning before I got rid of Odell Beckham Jr. Well, <laughs> that's, that's easy to say, Sonny, because Odell Beckham Jr.'s trade value is a whole lot higher and a whole lot better than Eli Manning. That's why, that's why I never bought the whole Eli Manning to the Jacksonville Jaguars thing. I was like, Neither did I. Stop, well, stop I fooling yourself. Nobody, yeah, nobody wants Eli. Eli Manning is going to retire a New York Giant. I'm telling you right now because yeah, nobody because wants Yeah, because they'll him. be stuck with him. And, you know, it, it's kind of interesting. You think about this thing. You think when you're stuck with the guy, it reminds me of the NBA basketball player down here in Dallas where you're with the guy, not because you want him, because there was no one was going to trade for Dirk Nowitzki with the contracts that he had. No, not mm-hmm. none, zero. He was stuck with them. That's what the Giants are with Eli Manning, uh, a big high contract that not one team in the NFL is going to even reach out and try, it, unless the Giants eat a good seventy-five percent of it. 
Yeah, which which they probably and won't that's do. Not if, happen. If, yeah. yeah, if they find someone to trade for Eli Manning, it, it's a package deal. You you take him and the money, and, and <laughs> yeah, yeah, nobody's going to do that. So that's why I'm saying Eli Manning is going to end his career as a New York Giant. He's not going to go anywhere unless a team is so desperate that they don't care about eating up his salary and they don't care about what they, you know, giving up. It's only one team that would do that, Cuervo. What, two. And one don't need them. There's only two teams in the NFL that are like that. And they're in the same division that the Giants are. The Washington Redskins and the Dallas Cowboys are the only ones that would just piss money away on an Eli Manning, you know, if they were going to do it. I mean, but I don't. Daniel Schneider, I, I don't know. I, uh-huh. You know, he would throw money. He th- this guy, this guy throw a fifty dollar bill at a Clark bar. Okay, you know. So, but the other teams out there, Cuervo, I think I'm right there with you. The other thirty, the other twenty nine teams wouldn't, wouldn't touch this thing. Mm-hmm. That's right, and. So, I, I, that's why I think Eli just winds up staying in New York. He's not, he's not going anywhere. He's not going to get traded. Um, Neither are the Giants. You know, besides, you know, and I don't, I don't even think the Redskins are in play because they traded for a quarterback. So, yeah, even I'm though, even though they, all the teams that would throw money at something, it would have been, it sure. would have been Daniel Schneider. Sure. No, absolutely. They yeah. Well, boy. they got your boy, didn't they? Um, who Washington? Yeah, didn't they get your boy? Well, well, that depends on who you're talking about, Sonny. Who's my boy? Well, the quarterback, <laughs> you know, the quarterback, your boy. You, you, isn't that Kirk Cousins over there that they snagged up? No, or, no, 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 no. It no, was, no. um, it was the other one. It was the other boy. Kate, that you got. Um, they they Kate traded Keenum. Kate Keenum. Yeah, no, you got more. You're right. You got more of a love affair for Kirk Cousins than Case Keenum, but you like Case. <laughs> the case is okay. By the way, he's, he's not bad. By the way, um, the Chicago Bears and Cush. You know how you know we were talking about how the Browns grabbed him up. That was that was your Chicago boy, uh, Chicago offensive lineman. By the way, 344 snaps for the Chicago Bears. Cush. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I I know exactly who you're talking about and. You know, I know we'll get to the Bears here shortly, but um, what's it called? Uh, yeah, so, you know, the, the, the Redskins, seems like they don't expect Alex Smith to come back next year, Sonny. And then, you know, I mean, who does? I, didn't I mean, with a gruesome did. injury like that around Ooh. Thanksgiving time, like same everybody day. knew that. Same day as Seisman. God. God, you want to talk about yeah. a curse. I mean, I've never, I've never <laughs> yeah. been in curses until until Alex Smith went down. That's a curse. I mean, <laughs> but uh, yeah. Oh, but he still got the money. He still got that got guaranteed money though. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy for him. So. Yeah, and you know, it's it's instances like that why these guys are are so adamant about the guaranteed part of their contract, and mm-hmm. I I can understand why. Because when things like that happen, um, the only the only thing you're going to get from the team that you represent or that you work for 
is that guaranteed money. You're not going to get much else. You know? So no, that's why these, that's, these guys are right. so, you know, that's why there's, these guys are so uh, you know, adamant about the, the guaranteed portion of the contract because they know if, if they go down and stuff like that happens, the, the team's not – you're not getting get well card from <laughs> from anybody. I agree. You, so, have, you know oh, what I mean? Oh, so. wonderful. Yes. Breaking news. Uh, Breaking news. All right. We weren't on air when the Dolphins got rid of Ryan Tannehill, but the Dolphins oh, get their yes. guy. Ryan yes, Fitzmatrick yes, or Magic. Fitzmagic is coming to the Miami Dolphins. Now are you ready for are you ready for the the off shot thinking? What a good move. I'll even admit it. All right, Cuervo, listen, this was a good move for the Dolphins. Because Ryan Tannehill sucks and Fitzmagic, if that's what you wanna call him. He can get you some wins. Now, will they win the AFC West? No. Will they make the playoffs? It's going to be damn close. And if he can kind of have a pretty good season, but here it is, two years, $11 million with the, uh, you know, with, with the Dolphins. I don't know how much of that is guaranteed. I'm not sure. I'm just looking at the thing. But two years, $11 million, I'm going to tell you right now, they stole in Cuervo. Five, Cuervo, $5.5 million to pay Ryan Fitzmagic? Absolutely. And not only that, you can put him out in as your starter. This is true. This is absolutely true. And What? I, no, listen, I mean, listen the, the Dolphins are not very good at doing anything right, but this one was actually a good move for this team. I mean, the Dolphins can't get out of their own damn way. So, you know, you, you might as well get a name, and the guy that, you know, he put some yards up, now granted towards the end before they did, but he might be able to gain the confidence of this Dolphins team as the starter day one. I, I mean, I don't know who else is there. After you get rid of Tannehill, we, we talked about who was there, nobody. So, I mean, this guy's automatically plugged. And he's got some creds. If you want to go from last year, you know, why not ride the magic carpet ride that is Ryan Fitzmagic? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, you know, we'll, we'll see how it works. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I don't know who he's going to throw the football to, but we'll see how it works out. I mean, you know, when 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 he was doing what he was doing in Tampa Bay, I mean having guys like a Deshaun Jackson and a Mike Evans, obviously, you know, he'll be able to do a lot with those guys. But down in Miami, you look at the receiving core, Sonny, I, honestly, I don't even know who they're going to – who is it, Kenny Stills? Is that their number one guy? I don't know. I mean, they, they you know, the Amendola, who, who, who's yeah, hurt oh, half yeah, the Stills season. and Amendola, yeah, exactly. And that's it. I they mean, re-sign Amendola if he doesn't end up on a different team. So right now it's it's a it's a good signing until Miami does nothing at the wide receiver position. Then you look I at agree. it and you say, well, 
now it's a waste. Now it's a waste because now you're going to ask him to work his quote-unquote magic, his Fitz magic, <laughs> with, with nobody to throw the football to. Absolutely no Exactly. One. So, but I, um, I like him you know. still. I like him, and, and, and if they can keep Amadola, that'd be the big question, if they could keep him. Now, granted, those two are not number one, so you're right. They need to go get a number uh, one wide receiver without question. But it's really interesting. You can, you can ask the question, what do the Miami Dolphins, New York Jets, and the Buffalo Bills all have in common? All in the AFC East had, mm-hmm. had one time Ryan Fitzmagic, you know, on their squad. So, I mean, who knows? Maybe in two years we'll see him in uh, New England. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, complete complete the uh, the full motion of the AFC. That's right, man. You're on, Com- you're on a trifecta. You might as well go. Yeah. <laughs> yep, finish it off. Go be Brady's backup. <laughs> yeah, I just saw that. I thought it was very interesting. But a good move by uh, – listen, I, I, can, I can bash him all day long. I'm pretty good at it. Uh, I think that's actually a good move, and and I'm not a Ryan Fitzmagic fan. I, I horrible nickname. God, it's got to be horrible. Just a horrible nickname. But um, that should be real interesting to watch out for. By the way, Cuervo, just to let you know, and I heard this one, and I, I, I think this, uh, the Saints center Max Unger, he actually retired, Cuervo. The Saints center, so uh, that means that. A, real, a loving relationship, you know, hand the ball um, is uh, no longer for the New Orleans Saints. So, Max Unger retires after 10 years. Um, you can say whatever you want. We can have fun with the jokes and everything else. But that's a relationship right there. Centered the quarterback, that's a relationship. And you can't uh, – that one's going to be tough to, to actually fill in the blanks on. Well, I got a question on that, Sonny, because uh, I just saw it, I just saw it come across my screen as well on the NFL Network channel watching a, 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 a AAF game from looks like last night. Um, so he's actually on the re- reserve retired list. Now, does that mean he's retired, or does that mean that he's just on a list to where he's kind of like thinking about it, like? I honestly don't know. Like, what what's exactly well, does you, that mean? In the NFL, you never say never. But uh, Max Unger, ten seasons. Um, uh, mm-hmm. What what it's basically saying is he is informing the league and other teams that he will not be available and he is intending to retire. I don't know if there is an actual day that they can do that, but it just saves a lot of teams a lot of time and wasting their time uh, to reach out to him. I don't when. I think Unger is done. This is a guy who's been beat up for 10 years. Oh, my God. I mean, you know, listen, we could talk about all the mad hits that wide receivers take, but offensive linemen, they get clubbed in the head almost every single play. You want to talk concussion problems? Oh, my God. So, um, so you know, I, I don't know. But, you know, after 10 years um, of what it is, and uh, it's coming from Ian Rappaport that he uh, is officially mm-hmm. on the reserved – uh, reserve retired list, which means he's going to retire. But if he doesn't, he has to go back to the Saints, so the Saints get first approval on trading him or whatever the case may be. 
Oh, okay, so that's the significance of it is, is that. That's the reserve part to, of it. Yeah, that is, so, okay. So basically you're saying either I'm going to retire or I'm coming back to the Saints. I'm, I'm not available for trade. I'm not available via free agent or anything like that. So it's either Correct. he's a Saint or he's retiring. Okay. Yeah, that makes not sense. Not only that, just to let you know, Cuervo, when you say never say never, Sky wasn't being paid very much. $5.1 million. Now, granted, that's a big number. But, it, you know, when you're Max Unger, he, he was actually – I know this because we were on air, you know, when, our first year when, when they pulled this guy. Okay, they pulled this guy. He went to Seattle, and I was actually writing for the Seattle CS. So I, I know a lot about this guy. All right, so this, this, this guy should be making more than $5.1 million. He's protecting one of the best quarterbacks to play the game in Drew Brees. This, this guy needs to be an $8 million man, without question. Not only that, if I, well, remember, if I remember correctly, last year, the uh, sacks that were given up, none of the sacks were attributed to Unger. So you, you look at that, that that's huge. Yeah, it is. I mean, for and for a center to have to have that type of season where he gives up no sacks, I mean, that's yep, that's a hell of an accomplishment. So, okay. I, and and I was going to be my next question since, you know, he's getting paid, you know, pennies compared to some centers in the league living off of the contract from the trade or did the Saints give him an extension since he's been the Saints with the gave Saints? him an extension. He had one year remaining on a three-year extension that was signed back in 2016. So he's okay. owed $5.1 So I think I get the idea. When they didn't start trying to renegotiate that contract, that's when he said, you know what, for 5.1, I don't need that. Um, so I, I think that's what this is. And I think if they actually came back with a number to Unger, he'd be back in uniform. I do. I believe it could be. Um, but it also depends on how this guy actually feels about the game. I mean, you, you can talk about it, you know, as far as years of service to the NFL and what he's done, but 32 years old, he's on the other side of 30 as well. Um, but in reality, this is that he only missed one game and only four penalties in four years for this football team. This guy's a badass. Okay. A badass. Not only that, not being attributed to any sacks. So this guy's a badass. So I, I'm thinking to myself, for him, he's like, you know, what? Five point one million is not enough. I think if I think if they opened up the checkbook and gave this guy eight to nine million, I think Unger would be back on the football field. Yeah, I, I think so too. I'll even I'll even go as far as saying that even if he got an extra million. You know, give him six, six and a half. That might even be enough. And the reason I say that, Sonny, is because, look, we're a, a, a missed you know, flag being thrown away from getting to the Super Bowl. Like, that's how close they were. So, I think – and I think Max understands that and says, you know, this is, this is an opportunity to win one more ring. Um, and I, I think he's at – he might be just at a stage right now where he's thinking, like, I just don't want to do this anymore or it's time to, you know, be a family man now. You know, that's why a lot of these guys, you know, uh, decide to retire when they do. It's just because they just want to, you know, they're, they're ready to just 
be family men. I think for Max's situation, I think he's going to think about it and, and say to himself, look, we're really close to winning a championship. I want to be part of this. And I think Max comes back either way. Either the Saints offer him more money uh, or it'll just take a little bit longer for him to kind of uh, start missing it. And, and I think he'll be back. That's my opinion. I think I'm going to put it out there. I don't think that I don't think a million's enough. I so I, I hope he's back for Drew Brees' sake. All right, because there's no question that this guy is the main reason why Drew Brees wasn't on his ass all the time. There ain't no question about that. So, but if they slap a little respect on it and not just a million, but maybe two or three, then maybe. But I I think it'd be two or three before he'd come back. I don't I don't think a million is enough. So, but you slap a little respect on it, I bet you it would be. So, that having been said, Cuervo, which is the name of the show, we have to take our first break. But I'm going to tease it. I don't do this very often. I just normally say it out there, okay? But there is a guy that is about ready to get paid, Cuervo. He is going to get paid. And the question that I have, and I'm not going to tell you who it is. You'll figure it out during the break. Is he going to be worth it? And that's what it's going to be. And I, I'll even do this on the tees. He's going to get paid, and he is a quarterback. So you'll know who I'm talking about. So we'll talk about it on the other side. We'll take the quick break, and when we come back here in the second hour, we'll talk about that. You're listening to the Couch Potato Sports Show. It is that being said, our Sunday morning tradition has moved on into the afternoon this week, but it continues into our 10th season and our fifth episode. We'll take the quick break, and when we come back, we'll talk about the quarterback. Will he be worth the money? We'll do that when we come back. You blog talk. There we go. At Wesson General Contracting Incorporated, we're your one-stop shop for all your general contracting needs. We are locally owned and with over 20 years of experience, so roofing, gutters, sidings, fence staining, painting, foundation problems, or roof damage are no problems at all. Give us a call at 214-200-5588. That's 214-200-5588. Wesson General Contractors, proud sponsor of the Rowlett Eagles radio broadcast. Let Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors help you restore your home to its like-new condition. Need a contractor? Let us be your first stop as well as your last. We specialize in everything that others don't, such as stained concrete floors, wood spot repairs on doors and floors, stainless steel spot repairs, anti-slip on floors, and more. Want to see what kind of work we do? Check out our Facebook page and you can see the craftsmanship you'll receive and expect from Buffalo Creek Doors and Floors. Give Rodney James a call at 214-536-2607. That's 214-536-2607. Or check him out on the web at www.buffalocreekdoorsandfloors.com. At the Jerry Bullet Training Center, we truly believe experience is the best teacher. With over 50 combined years of knowledge and experience in sports performance and athletic training, our coaches understand exactly what it takes to achieve your goals and excel at the next level. Contact Melvin Bullet at 214-326-7853 or visit their brand new facility just outside of Waterview at 8900 Princeton Road in Rowlett. 
This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Chain Lee's Taekwondo in Rowlett. At Chain Lee's Taekwondo, we specialize in all types of Taekwondo, and you can also sign up for free instruction classes. That's Chain Lee's Taekwondo, modern training with traditional values. Check out our website for grand opening specials or one-month Taekwondo classes for $49. That's at Chang Lee's Taekwondo, located at 2212 Lakeview Parkway, Suite 100 in Rowlett, or give them a call at 963-506-4483, or check them out on the web at www.mychanglees.com. Being taken for a ride? Check out Costlow Insurance, serving Texans since 1981. Bundle your home, auto, or business insurance to save a ton. Costlow Insurance on the corner of Main Street and Rowlett Road where we make insurance funds. Or check us out on the web at costlowinsurance.com where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? never make talking about insurance as exciting as the Kentucky Derby. However, we can make it interesting to see how much we can help you save money on your car insurance. Check out Coslo Insurance at Rowlett Road and Main Street in Rowlett, or check them out on the web at coslowinsurance.com, where we always have the coffee pot on. Yeah, but is it fresh? The prospect of retirement can be exciting and scary at the same time. At Nest Egg Wealth Advisors, we have found many people either approaching or currently in retirement fail to truly maximize some of the benefits offered to them, primarily Social Security. What is it? How does it work? It's simply not a benefit that you start receiving at age 62. Because these decisions are so important, my firm has assembled an informational packet on Social Security. If you would like a complimentary copy of Social Security Maximization, please give our office a call today at 972-412-6064 or visit us on the web at nestegadvice.com. on the couch to say the sports show it is me Sonny Clark the hardest working man in sports radio along with the franchise himself it is Cuervo the MVP of the show now we teased it a little bit before we got to it so I'm glad that we teased it those that don't know who we're talking about I know Cuervo does because He'd probably Google it really fast, but you know, but he probably knew it off the top of his head. Cuervo, Cuervo, why don't you go ahead and announce what we're talking about? Will the quarterback that I'm talking about be worth it? Will he get the money? Should he get the money compared to the guy who's holding the number one spot being paid at the quarterback position? And Cuervo, first let's answer the question, who am I talking about? I'm going to be completely honest, Sonny. 
I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, I honestly don't oh, know. Wow. Come on, Google, man. <laughs> you got to <laughs> Google it. The next guy that's going to get paid is going to be one Russell Wilson. Russell Damn Wilson. Damn it, I knew it. I, I see. Uh, I see. <laughs> maybe I didn't know. Maybe I didn't know. I just didn't want to be wrong. You did know. I didn't want to be wrong, Folks, okay? He, that's what it was. He didn't want to be wrong. But that, that now, that having been said, Cuervo, you look at some of the numbers that are out there, okay? And I'll start with your boy, and I'm talking about one, uh, Kirk Cousins, okay? I, when, I, when I talk about your boy, I'm talking about a guy that is making a lot of money, $27.5 million, okay, with, with Kirk Cousins, $27.5 mm-hmm. So starting with him, Cuervo, He's definitely better than Kirk Cousins. Or, or am I wrong? No, no, Russell Wilson's better. Russell Wilson is definitely I would think better. So. I yeah. would think so. Okay. Now, the next one in this order, I go to the, the, the guy that has defined the position. And I can't believe this guy is low as what he is. $29 million, Okay. All right is one Tom Brady. Now, is he worth Tom Brady money? Not as good as Tom Brady, but is he worth Tom Brady money? Um, you talk, We're still talking about Russell Wilson here? Yeah. I, I, I'll, say, I'll say this. Is he as valuable to his team as Tom Brady is to the New England Patriots? Without a doubt, Absolutely yes, he is. Is he worth twenty nine million? No, <laughs> absolutely not. Interestingly enough, okay. So, so and I had a feeling you'd stop there, but mm-hmm. now get this number, okay? I, I I cannot believe I'm going to tell you this number, okay? Forty million bucks, okay? Breeze signed the two year contract extension with the Saints. In March, worth fifty million bucks. Okay, all right. Mm-hmm. So, th- big numbers there. Okay, so twenty-seven million in reality would be more next year, but twenty-seven million for Drew Brees. So, if you don't think that he's worth that money, so you definitely probably don't think he's Drew Brees w- w- worth money. No. So that leads me to the next guy. That leads okay. me to the next guy. All right. The Chiefs trade for one Alex Smith last year. Okay. Alex Smith um, had a five-year um, and uh, let's see here. Um, let me see. Where is it at? Here it is. Contract extension worth $94 million. Okay. All right. That having been said, this guy is making was making a shitload of money, Cuervo. And the breakdown, I can't even find the breakdown. But over two million. Uh, oh, but that having been said, it is estimated that it is around close to thirty million dollars a year, um, depending on which one that you believe. Some think that it's forty million next year, and it was like twenty-seven, something like that. So, I mean. You look at what 
they had for Alex Smith, first of all, overpaid. Mm-hmm. That's the reason why Alex Smith went there. Let's let's not joke about that. That's where the money is. So is he worth? He's obviously not worth that amount of money. Mm-hmm. So now you go no. to the next one up there. Ninety million dollars for the first three years, which is thirty million bucks for Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Is he better than Jimmy Garoppolo? Well, of course he's better than Jimmy Garoppolo. These numbers are crazy skewed, Cuervo. Now let me now let me go to another one. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan, okay, thirty mm-hmm. million per year. Signed back in May, okay. So that that having been said, it averages thirty million this next season. Cuervo, he with 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 every with signing bonuses and everything else. Cuervo, Matt Ryan's going to pull down fifty two million. You know, over over a two year span. Over a two year span, Cuervo, twenty seven million. Big number. Yeah, that is big. A- averaging thirty million a year. So I mean, and then, and then you go to to the guy that that you know, we all know the number. I mean, in reality, when you talk Aaron Rodgers, I mean, he signed that huge ass con. He's making thirty three and a half million per year, by the way. And mm-hmm. if you read the article or you hear about the noise and what's going on. They're they're saying that Russell Westbrook or Russell uh, Russell Wilson is going to get Aaron Rodgers' money. Now, I think you mm-hmm. and I both don't agree that he's being there, but you look at the Seattle Seahawks; they're kind of like in Dirk Nowitzki land, right? Who else are you going to get? Who else is going to go there? And they might have to fall. I don't think that they'll pay him. Aaron Rodgers' money, okay, but I think I think he's going to get thirty million Cuervo a year, average somehow. He'll he'll get the first three years, he'll get sixty million guaranteed. The rest of it will be a crazy number, okay. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to tell you right now, this is real a really interesting time for Seattle. You 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 lost the Legion of Bungholes. You even lost Errol Thomas. He's gone. Mm. All right. Now, you know, you you put it all on his shoulders, and it's almost it, it's almost like they have to pay him this money, Cuervo, because he's far better than Kirk Cousins. There's no question about that. I, and he's better than Matt Ryan. He's better than Garoppolo. There's no question about Better than Alex Smith. Now, he's not better than Breeze, he's not better than Brady, and we got them at $27 million. And just to throw it out, he's nowhere, I mean, he's 10 times better than Kirk Cousins. Is he going to be worth it, Cuervo? Yep. They're going to pay him 30, he's going to get $30 million, Cuervo, there's no question. When this contract comes down, and it's all said and done, the guy's going to get $30 million bucks. Now, for him, it's great. Is he worth the thirty million bucks? I think when you look at the the market for for quarterbacks, um, 
based on you know comparing him to the other guys in the league, he is worth that much. But given the timing, uh, because a lot of times that's why these guys get paid the amount that they do. It's the timing of it. You know, is Joe Flacco right. worth the money that he's getting paid now? Hell no. But he's getting that because of the timing of his contract. After he won that Super Bowl, uh, you know, he pretty much he hit the he hit the lottery. You know, I mean, he, he right. He already knew he was going to get a, a huge, huge payday. And that's what it, that's what it is. You know, when guys win championships, teams fall in love and they're like, okay, we got to pay him. Damn near got two of them. Damn near got so, two of them. Uh, Wilson did, yeah. I mean, he did get one, but he almost had another. Uh, so. Yep. Cuervo, they're know, paying that this after- guy fifteen million bucks. They're paying this guy fifteen million bucks. And you want to talk about incredible bargain, but now you've had your time in the light with him, okay? All right. Now, granted, his salary cap—he's gonna—they're gonna take—they're gonna take a twenty-three million dollar salary cap hit with him in two thousand nineteen, okay? So they only paid right. him fifteen million. So the simple fact of the matter is, Cuervo, when you look at the numbers and where they're gonna end up, Russell Wilson is gonna have to get thirty million. Um, and th- this this upcoming season, 2017, 17 million. So the Seattle Seahawks have got a big decision to make, and I'm going to tell you what's going to happen, Cuervo. They ain't going to pony the money because they're going to pay him $17 million next year. They're in the AFC West where they're not going to win the damn division, never mind the fact they're probably going to have to fight with uh, San Francisco if they get their heads on straight. Okay, so there's a big-time commitment that you're going to make when you know the Rams are going to be there and maybe the 49ers will be there. And if the Arizona Cardinals get any kind of thing from, uh, what is it, Josh Rosen down there, who knows what he might throw into the equation. I don't know if Seattle would spend the money. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put it out there, Cuervo. After 2019, I don't think Russell Wilson is going to be the quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks. I really don't. Now, that means well, they're going to have to work in the draft square vote big time. Oh, absolutely. I mean, they, well, then they might as well just blow the whole thing up. If, if, if you think that they're not going to hold on to Russell Wilson, just hold, blow the, which, which they kind of have already. Um, right. But just finish, mm-hmm. just finish the job. Just finish it off. Give it to everybody, everybody and anybody that you can. Just, you know, call it a fire sale if you want to. But – you know, what I the way I look at it is, you know, we're gonna sign um, him to trade him, Cuervo. I I I really after 2019, if they sign him, they're gonna sign him to trade him. Like, you know, even though the Giants said they didn't do it, they in reality signed to trade Odell Beckham. In reality, uh, so I think that deal, by the way, was in the mix for a long time. And I think it was meant to send him over there to shut his ass up and get dissed all over the place. But that, that's another story for another day. Um, but, you know, if they sign him, Cuervo, I don't think they keep him because that numbers, man, that division is so crazy right now, Cuervo. I, I just I don't think they're going to be able to hang in the NFC West. I really don't um, unless they make a dedication to offense. And really, what has the Seattle Seahawks done this offseason? 
Nothing. You don't see him at they the top of it. the headlines, that's for sure. Well, they let guys go. If they they're they're leading that headline, letting guys more guys yes. go. Yeah. So, but he was the um, leech in a bunghole, wasn't he? Oh yeah. Oh, he definitely was. Okay. He was definitely part of it, but um, you know, this is it's a tough one, Sonny, because. Like I said, it's all about the timing when it comes to getting paid as a quarterback, and that's the one position that teams don't care if they overpay. And so with that being said, if my thing is if they're not going to give it to Russell Wilson, then why did, why did they make it look like that was the direction that they were going, saying, you know what, we're going to get rid of Good point. all these – all these defensive studs that we had, um, we're going to make Russell the face of the franchise. On second thought, we don't want to pay you either. So my question now is, who's is Bobby Wagner? Is he the face of the franchise now? If, if Russell Wilson goes away? Oh, he has to be. And if they get rid of that guy, that, this, this franchise is doomed. Well, well, you know what? If they're going to get rid of Wilson, well, they might as well, Sonny. They might as well, like I said, just blow the damn thing up and start from the from the bottom. Get rid of Bobby Wagner. Get rid of, uh, you know, anybody else that you still have on that defensive side of the football. Find a trade partner for Russell Wilson, which I do think the Giants could be a possibility if that if that was to happen. And Russell Wilson became now, available. Now, folks, just to let you know, I was thinking the same damn thing, and we do not communicate about this before. That That's where I was actually edging this to go. Um, the Giants are in play big time for for, for uh, Russell Wilson. Yeah, and, 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 I mean, there's already rumors flying about that, and, and you're not going to hear much about it, but we'll talk about it on this show. I think the Giants are, are looking at that possibility of, making a move to get Russell Wilson, whether it's during the season or, or after the off season. And that's why, you know, they decided to get rid of Odell Beckham because him and him and Russell Wilson, their personalities don't match up. They don't mix. Yep. So I think that's, yep. I think that's a big part of why they decided to get rid of him. So um, I agree. I think, I think that could be a real scenario and, you know, for Seattle, I think, yeah, you're right, Sonny. And look, the Rams, the Rams have that division locked up for the next five years. I mean, they just added Eric Weddle for fun. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> like, God, you got to be kidding me! Like, the rich get richer, and they added they added depth to the safety position. So, um, nobody's touching the Rams for the next five years. So, um, so with that being said. I, I They're think going that, for wild cards, square vote, just like everybody in the AFC East. I think the 49ers are the only team that, that would even have a snowball chance in hell, as you like to say, of I agree. competing for a wild card in that division because the Rams, I'm t- I mean, I'm not, I'm not breaking any news here, but I'll just, I'll just go ahead and say it. That's going to be my NFC West predictor uh, for, for the division shows. 
I've got the Rams winning the division again. Uh, I think that's a pretty, they're pretty obvious. They're pretty one. good. Yeah, they're damn good. Um, which you know, I thought they were a fluke. I'm not, you know, I'll be the first one to, to admit it. I, I thought, agree with you. I thought, I thought they were the Rams were a fluke. fluke. So, but they proved me. <laughs> they proved us wrong. Okay, I don't know how. How did how did I how did I do that, Sonny? I, I know you're you way did better good. than you did. You cracked me up. I I, I cough when I laugh. <laughs> I'm getting old. Yeah, yeah that so. that that was awesome. But uh, but yeah, I, I mean, you know, the only thing I don't like about it, though, Sonny, is that what are you telling your fan base? If you're going to trade Russell Wilson away, are are you pretty much just kind of like waving the white flag saying, you know, the Rams are too damn good, we're not going to be able to compete? What kind of message is that sending to your fan base? I mean, that 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 shows complete zero confidence in <laughs> – excuse me, complete – you know, lack of confidence in, in yourself as an organization and, and the, the players that you have on that team. So, and, and you know, the, the 12th man, they don't deserve that. Those are, those are great. That's a great fan base up there in Seattle. Uh, I mean, you covered, you covered the team. You know that just as well as anybody. Uh, Seahawks fans are awesome. You know, I mean, they, they are, they come out, they, they, they come out and they support the team no matter what. So, um, I think they deserve better than that, Sonny. And, and I think if they are going to trade Russell Wilson, they need to demand, not, not. Uh, I guess we'll take. No, they need to demand at worst a second round pick for him. At worst, if if, if, by the if way, that's Bob, what they're going to do. By the way, the Seahawks got Bobby Wagner on a bargain, ten and a half million. Of course, it's still off his rookie contract, ten and a half million. Wow. Signing bonus and a roster bonus of uh of uh close to a million. So uh they're only gonna have to pay and you say I know the number sounds weird, but they're only gonna have to pay the guy eleven point four million dollars to play for them this year. And you are stealing Bobby Wagner at that number. Big time. Big time. I think there's so many guys out there that are getting paid more than him that don't even can't even hold his jock as you like to say. So yes, that you know what when it comes up, that's another one that they're going to have to talk about. If they're going to keep him, they're going to trade him. Look and look if they're willing to let Russell Wilson walk, I have no doubt in my mind that that Bobby Wagner will be gone as well. And I and, agree. To to see that happen is kind of sad. I mean, because there it was is. so much talent on that on that Seahawks team just three years ago. They were so talented, and now because the franchise wants to be cheap and go back to their old ways of how they were in the mid '90s or the early '90s, um, you know, they're gonna they're gonna go back to being the you know the three and thirteen Seattle Seahawks, you know, with those ugly green uniforms that they used to wear. So yeah, um, yeah. Those those were god awful. Yeah, <laughs> so um, I I I really feel bad for the Seahawks fans up there. The twelfth man deserves better than that. I think I I think I am in full agreement with you on that. By the way, just to let everybody knows, um, the contracts you know are are big time numbers. But if I'm not mistaken, you can correct me wrong, Cuervo. Didn't Pete Carroll just sign an extension as the coach? 
I think he did. I think he did. I think he got yeah. a two or three year extension, something like that. Yeah. So interestingly enough, you you keep your guy Pete Carroll. Um, so, you know, what does that mean for Pete Carroll as well? You know, where he is at, where is he at in his contract or you know his career? Because believe me, him walking away wouldn't shock me one bit. If they have a bad season, Pete Carroll leaving the Forty Nine or the the Seahawks. Wouldn't shock me one bit. Mm-hmm. Really, what? Well, is well, and I and I think I think if Pete Carroll leaves Seattle, he's going to go back to college. That's my opinion. I think he's going to go back to college. There it is. They signed this contract through. Two, get this, Cuervo, two thousand twenty-one. Yeah, two more years. Dude, sixty nine yep. years old, dude. This guy, this guy's old people. Jeez, please. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, well, you know, it is what it is. It's one of those things where you look at a guy and you got to ask yourself, is he worth it? I mean, you, you can't deny what he's done for him over the years. I, I don't like him personally. I think he's, but uh, that's going to be interesting to see where this goes. I'm I'm very interested to see how long Pete Carroll hangs on to that job, especially if they don't resign. This is the last year with Russell Wilson, so uh, the question will be: Will they resign him to, to to get him set up there? So I don't know. By the way, I was thinking about something the other day, and there was a quarterback that AJ McCarron is he still with the with the Ram, uh, Raiders? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Uh, I'm, as far as I know, yes. Let's look it up real and quick. And you want to talk about a guy that check I'd love phone. to see. I, I would love to see this guy start Baltimore. I really would. I, I mean, real start, not some BS two or three games here or there. Yeah, he's still a Raider. He is still a Raider. Wow. So, you know. Kind of interesting stuff there. I, I'm I'm looking, I'm really looking to see how that goes on, how how much further that will go on, so and where that will end up. There it is. So, um, yeah. So it, some the watch for Cuervo. I mean, it, it, interestingly enough, I mean you you get some great stories coming around this town uh, this time. So. Um, it should be, you know, interesting to watch for the next, you know, what, three or four days. I mean, there's a lot. We still have mm-hmm. a lot of stuff to cover. Hey, Cuervo, I do need to take a quick break. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to roll us into our last break, and then when we come back, we'll knock it out. Um, but uh, I've got to take a quick break because i got someone who needs an answer to a question. It'll take me a couple minutes to get him, okay? Sure. No problem. All right, so we'll do that. We'll go into our uh, second last break, and we'll take this up. And uh, we'll finish out our show here and, you know, without the rest of the commercial. We'll be back here on the Couch Potato Sports Show. Here we go. This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Baggies Web Solution. Do you need a website but not sure where to start? Baggies will listen to your needs, find out what's important to you, and provide a game plan to help you and your business succeed. So call Baggies Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggies Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. 
This is Sonny Clark, radio voice of your rally at Eagles, letting you know about Baggy's Web Solution. Why should you choose Baggy's Web Solution? We believe in giving our client the ultimate in flexibility. We only use the industry standard software, providing you with almost limitless options when configuring your website and email. Want to use WordPress? No problem. Want to use Google Apps for email? No problem. So call Baggy's Web Solution at 214-431-4291 or find them on the web at baggies47.com. Baggy's Web Solution. Simple. Local. Perfect. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Karen McKinney of Budget Blinds of Rowlett. Find a little inspiration by browsing our product, whether it be the latest trends, child safety, or smart home technology, and more. Contact Karen McKinney at 972-722-9300 or visit her on the web at budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. You can also learn who they are, as well as their approach and products, and you can also schedule a free home consultation. Again, contact Karen at 972-722-9300 or log online, budgetblinds.com forward slash Rowlett. Newly constructed, this lovely colonial couple features charming design and an asymmetrical roof. Household comes pre-furnished with one full cat and two sets of matching parents. Bright accents and pleasant decor. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. Built in 2004, this Midwestern family boasts strong foundations with sunny interiors. Plus two twin-sized girls, one fixer-upper son, and one built-in bloodhound. Also comes attached with walk-in in-laws, located just around the corner. Perfect for the right agent with the right listing. Remax agents are more recommended because they recommend what's right for you. That's the sign of a Remax agent. Make sure you contact Lucy Massey for all your home buying or selling needs for homes in Dallas, Mesquite, Rockwall, Garland, Richardson, Forney, or Rowlett. Give her a call at 469-556-6364. That's 469-556-6364. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, asking, are you dealing with unpleasant smells or odors in your home? Is there a foul odor that you just can't find? Your best bet is to contact my friend, Michael Smith, of Lone Star State Mitigation. Mike is an expert when dealing with pet odors, urine, smoke, or unpleasant smells that you just can't pinpoint. He's also an expert in dealing with issues after a pipe bursts in your home or an emergency that causes damage. You need to contact Mike at Lone Star State Mitigation. Give him a call at 469-360-2997. Lone Star State Mitigation. Restoring the calm after the storm. This is Sunny Clark, radio voice of your Rowlett Eagles, letting you know about Perfection Body Sculpting. Are you tired of seeing those love handles? Or do you just want to change your own image of yourself for a new you? Make sure you check into Perfection Body Sculpting located in the heart of Rowlett. 
A $69 initial consolation fee includes a 30-minute session of Laser Lipo. So start the New Year's off with a new amazing special from Perfection Body Sculpting. And remember, your goals are our highest priority. Contact Tammy at 214-735-8519 or visit them on the web at www.perfectionsbodysculpt.com. All right, we are back. Sorry about that, but hey, we just did it a little early. That's all right. We're here. We're ready to rock and roll. It is the Couch Potatoes Sports Show. It is that being said, continuing on here. Lots of NFL talk. Oh, man, this this has very interesting time of the season, Cuervo. We got lots of guys picking up and taking off, going to different teams. Free agency are really officially kicked off. Um, at midnight, uh, or actually later on Wednesday, uh, later in the day, um, lots of guys picking up moves. We have uh, Brown, Antonio Brown, over to the Raiders. Odell Beckham Jr. over to the um, Cleveland Browns. Then the New York Jets pick up one running back. I don't know if if they're a running back away, but. Uh, you take a look at what's going on in New York as far as the Jets are concerned. Uh, Bell ends up over there. So, Cuervo, good move for the gang green squad over there, or will it, it – to me, it, it was a riot. I, I, I laughed so hard that, you know, I, you know, as you get older, you know, when you start laughing a lot, you start coughing and gagging. You know, after that move, that just made me laugh really hard. And not only that, he didn't get the money that he wanted that he was telling the Steelers he wanted. So basically, you know, Bell, you know, he kind of got the shaft in reality. He did, Sonny. And and I think (laughs) I'm surprised he hasn't hired a new agent by now. Uh, because <laughs> this guy, this guy did him wrong. I mean, this guy really. Now, I will say this: Le'Veon kind of put this on himself as well. Yes. But, uh, but I think, but I think the agent kind of uh, gave him a raw deal as well. So I don't know if there's you know, some animosity between him and his agent, but uh, his agent didn't do him any favors through this whole thing. He pretty much sat out for nothing. He pretty much. Went to a worse team for less money, Sonny, is what he, he essentially did. So, I don't think Le'Veon Bell's a very happy person right now. You know, on camera, he's going to, you know, he's going to tell you what he, you know, what, what everybody wants to hear. You know, he's excited to be a Jet and things like that. Honestly, I don't think he is. I think, he, I think he's I pissed don't off. Think so. Yeah. I think he's pissed off. I, I don't see him being a Jet for long. Maybe one season. Maybe. And his line is is that he don't regret sitting out a season. Well, sitting out a season in reality, Cuervo, you know, if that means anything to him at all, it costs him, you know, what, $18 million to sit on the side, you know, not, yeah. not collect a paycheck. You know, that that's an awful lot. I mean, that's when you got too much money if you honestly believe it didn't bother you, which – no one's falling for Cuervo. No one's falling for. You can sit here and say that he was trying to put it to the Steelers. And, yeah, that's what ends up happening. You know, the simple fact of the matter is. But 
the you know he's not a he's not a Pittsburgh Steeler. He got less money than he wanted to, and he lost out on a year's salary. You know that's the trifecta mm-hmm. of being pissed. Oh, it sure is, and, and and I'll tell you what, the Steelers will probably be in the postseason before the Jets even sniff the postseason. So with that being said, you know that's the other thing that I found interesting about his decision to sign with the Jets is like, dude. You understand now you have to go against Tom Tom Brady twice a year, right? Yep. And you know, it's you're just making it that much harder on yourself to get to a championship. And you know, maybe 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 he wasn't thinking about that. Maybe he doesn't care about that, but uh he just made it a lot harder on himself. So that's another reason why I say he might not be a jet for long, so for Jet fans out there, enjoy it now because you're probably not going to see Le- Le'Veon Bell very much in, in, in the gangrene uniform. Yeah, um, let's see here. The thing is, is at one point, Cuervo, the Ravens were trying to get him, but instead of going, you know, Bell, they decided to go Mark Ingram over him, which is not a bad pick in reality. That guy's a badass. He was a saint, if I'm not mistaken. Um, so that guy's a yep. badass. And you yep. know, not only that, they uh, they didn't the uh, Saints also didn't they grab up the Legion of Bunghole Earl Thomas as well? They did not. Uh, the, Ra- well, no, the Ravens. Earl Thomas. The Ravens did. The Ravens. That's right. The Ravens ended up with him. But mm-hmm. kind of interestingly enough, though, Cuervo, the Ravens actually got rid of three defensive players before they signed up and grabbed up Earl Thomas. You're right. That's exactly who Sure was. did. So They sure did. But, man, they, they lost three big ones, too. Those are three names. I mean, I, I, I'm and, pulling and, it up as we talk. And one of that, them is joining Le'Veon Bell in New York. Yes. C.J. Mosley. Uh, yes. And, and I'm going to tell you right now, the Baltimore Ravens, when that first thing happened, what I saw and what I thought, and I put it out there, this is a team that re-signed Jim Harbaugh, extended his contract, and then sabotaged him. But the question I have is, Cuervo, you look at that defense on Baltimore, okay? Uh-huh. Is that a big enough signing to make up for what they lost? I'm saying it's not even close in reality. But And, again, I'm not an Earl Thomas fan because I don't like the fact he's coming off an injury the way it is. Now, I – Listen, I've heard the experts saying this is not an ACL or anything. I am wondering in my mind, are we worried about one guy from the NBA that was a Chicago Bull? The the fact that, you know, muscle memory was a big thing. I I worry about Earl Thomas. You know, the muscle muscle memory issue. You know, Mm -hmm. in other words, He's afraid to step and do what he usually did because of the injury. That's what the quote-unquote muscle memory is all about in reality, Cuervo. Right, so right. I, I don't know. how. I mean, do you feel good about Earl Thomas signing at all? Never mind with the Baltimore Ravens, but, I mean, what do you feel about Earl Thomas getting signed? Never mind. I mean, look at the money that guy pulled down. He pulled down some big mm-hmm. bucks over there in Baltimore. Yeah, he did. Um, honestly, I, 
I, I, Earl Thomas is still a great player. Don't get me wrong. But my question is, is he an upgrade from Eric Weddle? Because Eric Weddle. Good point. You know, they, 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 they dump him like a bad habit. He signs with the Rams. Did you really did you really make an upgrade or do you did you just get a more expensive safety with the same talent? That that's that's the question I have. And that's so, the, I, when they let when they let Eric Weddle go and I heard about the signing of Earl Thomas, I'm saying, you know, wh- why are you spending an extra six million dollars on Earl Thomas? You could have just kept Eric Weddle and used the money in else in other positions, I was shocked by this one. You know what they should have done is uh, they should have um, moved. Actually, I don't remember. I think I think Eric Weddle is a free safety already, and I think yeah, if they would have kept him and then brought in a guy like an Eric Berry, now that now that would have been a good move. They let and Weddle go. The Rams final... stole him. The Rams stole him. Two years, five, yeah, that, oh, my God. Two years, 10.5 They stole well, him, Cuervo. I don't think, I don't think he's going to start for the Rams. I think that's why. He's going to be a third down guy. He's going to be a guy that fills in when, uh, when the guys like Joyner uh, are, are needs rest or if he's injured or something like that. I don't see Eric Weddle starting for the Rams. So I think that's why he got paid peanuts going to go – to the Rams. Plus, I think Well just wants to win the championship in all reality. So, I, I um, think you might be right about that. Sometimes, I mean, he's made some money through his, con- you know, his contract in reality. So, um, but yeah. My gosh, I mean, you, you think about it. You know, that that money is not even close for it. I, even even not starting Cuervo, they sold this guy. I mean. Mm-hmm. I, I think you're looking oh. eight nine million for this guy, even the backup role. I know that sounds ridiculous, but it's almost like NBA contracts. The guy sitting on the bench making a huge amount of money. You know, that's what Agreed. Eric Weddle might be worth. I mean, good God! I mean, this guy—he's got the ring, so he's got—he's the champ. So that—that's mm-hmm. something that you you get the experience and everything else with. The Rams stole this guy. I mean. He, you I, I, might have been able to make more money, but and that's the reason why I'm right there with you, Cuervo. This guy wants to win the championships, and he thinks they could get there with the Rams. Well, I think they can too. I mean, they were in the Super Bowl last year, so um, you know, I, I don't, I don't, uh, unless the Saints, it's either going to be the Saints or the Rams again, in my opinion, next year. Uh, as much as I want my Chicago Bears to get there, I think they're still. There's still some things we, that the Bears need to work on before they can get to the Super Bowl. Uh, well, so that's that's I think an it's interesting gonna be the, the, thing that you say that, Cuervo, because the Bears, you know, what do they need to do? I mean, being the fan that you are, I, I have to admit, mm-hmm. keep up with the Bears more than I do. I just, I just see guys going, guys flying out of there. I'm wondering, oh, my God, what are they going to do? But at the same time, you know, they've signed a couple of guys. What do the Bears have to do to even come close? I mean, listen, didn't the Bears beat the Rams? Yes, I know. It was frigid cold, and that quarterback hadn't seen that weather before. I get it. But 
not the way they beat them. Oh my God, they 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 handled them. The Bears handled the Rams. Now, how can you? How many times can you say that during the season with the Rams last year? No one handles the Rams, and the Bears did. They handled them really well. They have to continue. What do the Bears have to continue to do to that point to be you know anywhere close to what the Rams are going to be this year? Well, I think the Bears need another pass rusher um, that, to complement Khalil Mack. That was my Mack. number one. Yeah, I think that I think we need to get another guy instead of uh, all the focus being on Mac because he's going to get double and triple teamed all year next year if they don't Absolutely. get somebody to, on the other side. Um, the next thing I would say is probably uh, I don't know I don't know that I'm satisfied at wide receiver. Uh, they let Kevin White go. Uh, haven't done much. I think they signed uh, some guy I've barely heard of. Uh, to pretty much replace a Kevin White. Uh, they still got Allen Robinson, still got Taylor Gabriel, still got Anthony Miller, so which is great. Uh, I think I think another playmaker though at wide receiver is something that we could use. Um, the more I think about it, Tony, I think the move of letting Adrian Amos go. Uh, which I was never a huge fan of his anyway. And, and bringing in a ha-ha Clinton Dix, look, it's a bad taste in my mouth. I'm, I'm just going to be honest. I have a bad taste <laughs> in my mouth just because, I mean, he wore the green and yellow. You know, he was drafted yeah. by them. Uh, but I'm not going to deny the fact that, you know, he's, he's – I think he's more of a playmaker than Adrian Amos is. Uh, I think he has some work to do on his coverage skills. Uh, actually, actually, no, more is tackling than anything. He's not a very good tackler. Uh, so he needs to work on that as well. But what I like about it though, is the fact that he gets along so well with Eddie Jackson, them two working on working both ends at the safety position. Um, I think, I think that's to me, that's going to be the biggest factor is, because they're going to be able to communicate well with each other. They're going to be able to work together very nicely, and they're going to complement each other. So uh, that's what I do like about the signing. Um, so we'll see We'll see uh, how it works out. And then, of course, uh, you know, some special teams help is always a good thing. Uh, signing Cordero Patterson, you know, return man. Uh, that, that's, uh, I think, something that uh, we definitely – could always use, and you know, a lot of teams can use that because field position. Well, you need another you know, corner, don't you? Play. Now that you don't, you need another corner well, now that you lost Bryce uh, Callahan. Yeah, Bryce Callahan's gone. Um, think he's that, joining the boy over there in uh, in Denver. Yeah, he's going to go play for for uh, Vic uh, in Denver. So. I didn't expect them to get rid of both guys. I thought it was going to be either one or the other, but they uh, they turned around and got rid of both him and Amos, which yeah. which kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, I think I think Callahan should have stayed, but that's uh, you know for another conversation, I suppose. But um, here's twenty one million for Callahan. Yeah, so seven. I mean, seven mil a year. He's, he's, I mean, Look, they lost Bradley Roby, uh, the Broncos did, so they needed to fill that void. 
And uh, yeah. I guess they feel Callahan can be the guy. So, uh, you know, kudos to him Relatively for, for cheap being able to get that, a deal. I mean, you think about it. Yeah, seven million bucks. I mean, this just depends on how much he can produce. You know, it's either going to be, you know, he got overpaid. He's being overpaid, or you got to steal. You know, so it could work either way. I think it it could be uh, could be huge. So lots of things going on in the NFL. I and it, another one, Cuervo. And listen, we we you and I. We don't have a lot to say about the Bengals, but the Bengals getting uh, uh, signed this one here, um, get their tight end back if he can stay out on the football field. Tyler uh, Eifert is going to stay with the Bengals. Um, this guy can't stay out on the football field. I I don't know. I mean, I mean he he's good. Cuervo, I think that I think this guy's bad. I don't even know what the contract details are or whatever. Uh, but for the Bengals' sake, they better hope it's you know cheap um, in reality because you don't know if this guy's going to stay healthy. To, I don't know. The last three years, you know, injuries have kept, kept him off the field. So, um, you know, since 2013, he hasn't played a whole season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, he's had he's had some injury history, so uh, it'll be interesting to see how that that, that plays out. I'm interested in what that contract's worth for him. So they they didn't release that, or I'm just not looking in the right place. But uh, that one that one was big news. Unger was the big news as well. Raiders mm-hmm. released their offensive lineman. You know Donald Penn. I mean, frankly, you know, you know that that's not a loss for them in reality. They could probably upgrade with the background. So, um, but. Um, the Raiders could ill afford to lose him regardless. And I, to tell you the reason, the simple reason, is if you don't have a guy that don't know that offense, I mean, Derek Carr is expected to do a lot of things. Because I mean, just looking at the division, Derek Carr's already on the up, you know, you know got Kansas City, Denver with, uh, you know, Joe Flacco. What will he do? Will he be able to turn that offense off? You know, and then, of course, you got the Chargers. Um I think out of all the places that you could look at, you, you don't want to lose offensive linemen. Now, I don't know what his contract mm-hmm. situation was. I also know he wasn't great, but I think you want somebody who you can slide in there. I, I don't understand the release, in, I, you know, in all honesty. Yeah, you know, that one surprised me too, Sonny, because, I mean, he was, one of, he was really the anchor of that offensive line, if you really think about it. You know, he was the, he's the veteran of the team, and yep. – um, you know, they decided to release him, which I think could potentially become, you know, an issue for the Raiders, uh, you know, trying to find a replacement for him. Now, I mean, they've got, they've got plenty of opportunities to do it. They have enough draft picks. They got money. Like they have opportunities to, to replace Donald Penn. Can't be the Raiders that we all are used to knowing and screw it up. So, We'll see what happens now that they got, you know, Mr. Mike Mayock uh, yep. at uh, the GM spot. So we'll see, we'll see if he can put that GM hat on and, and make something happen. Yeah, the uh, Raiders save five point five million dollars in cap room. Um, they're going to get nailed for one point seven on dead money, but that that's irrelevant. That don't mean anything in, in reality. Um, but you know, 
there's, I, I agree with you. He kind of, for the money that they're paying this guy, it, it's really kind of confuses me on why they got rid of him. Um, so I, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's something that we don't know. I mean, for a small price that they got to pay for that guy, I, I, I don't know. I would have said, hey, you're, you're going to be designated to back up. Now, if that's basically saying I don't want that, and then they decide to let him go, then that could be on that. But, man, oh, man, I, 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 that one's kind of confusing. Now, that having been said, Tannehill goes to the Titans. So, in a move that, you know, this is exactly what a football team such as the Titans need to do. Ryan Tannehill sucks, all right, as a starting quarterback. But you want that guy who starts some games. This guy's got some games under his belt, Cuervo. And it's not if, it's when your quarterback is going to go down. Um, You want a guy with some experience. This was actually a really good move for the Titans um, to shore up a very important role for this football team. And, you know, I, 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 again, I don't think Ryan Tannehill's a great quarterback, but why not put him in a backup role um, as they got rid of uh, Blaine Gabbert and so – you you get an upgrade uh, to back up Marcus Mariota. Good move. Yeah, I, I think so too. Um, you know, I don't know how 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 much you're going to be able to expect from a Ryan Tannehill. I mean, even though he's only a backup, he's going to be holding the clipboard for Marcus Mariota. Um, but I tell you, I mean, he's going to have to be ready to go all at all times because you know Mariota is is a guy that I'm not going to say he's injury prone, but he's also pretty fragile. And yes, at any given moment, Sonny, something can happen and he'll go down. And, and it's just, be, it's, it's, it's because of the type of quarterback he is too. Um, you know, him being such a mobile guy, uh, I think, you know, you're that risk is there compared to your, traditional pocket passer so uh i think i think that's what you have to factor in too and, and it's funny that they get they get a pocket passer as the backup which i think i think that's yeah. the move absolutely the absolute right move to make so kudos to the titans for uh for you know picking up a guy uh a pocket passer veteran in a ryan Tannehill, uh and just hopefully you know maybe maybe for Tannehill, maybe he just tired of being in Miami and he, you know, was ready to move on. And maybe you'll see a, a, a rejuvenated, uh, a re-motivated Ryan Tannehill and, and he'll do well as a backup in Tennessee. I agree hundred percent. And like I said, two years ago when he got hurt, it was the best thing for him um, because he got another chance to bring home a, 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 a starting quarterback uh, payday. Uh, now he's reserved to that backup role, which is where he probably should have been three years ago. Um, and then he ends up, uh, you know, you know, getting on, you know, in a situation where he could see some action without question. I'm right there with you, Cuervo. But interesting things happen after Odell Beckham signs and gets traded. The Giants agree to a contract with Golden Tate, Cuervo. Now, I mm-hmm. am, listen, I am not the brightest bulb in the package of light bulbs. I'm going to tell you that. But how do you sign a guy in Golden Tate, okay, to a four-year, $37 million contract and 23 of it 
completely guaranteed, Cuervo. I, like I said, I don't get it. I'm at a loss. At, you know, how did, uh, you, you fill the spot with Golden Tate? No, you keep Odell Beckham and sign Golden Tate. Cuervo, I, I'm, I am at a complete loss. The Giants, I, I mean, I knew they sucked. I mean, come on. I mean, you have Eli Manning at the quarterback position. That's bad enough. But you get rid of your guy? Listen, I'm no, I'm no Odell Beckham fan. I'm really not a Golden Tate fan. I think he's overrated, and the contract proves he's overrated. What the hell mm-hmm. are the Giants thinking? This is, this is, this is. I'm an idiot. One hundred and one written all over it. Look, Tony. I, I, I mean, I ask myself the same question, and you know, and I, I will say this: they did get a first round pick for Beckham in return. So now I think the Giants are sitting at number and I think they're sitting at number, I want to say like 17 or something like that. So they have two pretty high picks. Yeah, they have two pretty high picks. Um, The only problem I have with that, Sonny, is that there is not, there is none of these wide receivers wow me. I, I haven't seen a receiver that I'm just like, you know what? That guy is a top five pick. There is no Calvin Johnson in this draft. There is no Randy Moss in this draft. There is no, uh, you know, know, guys like that that are just absolutely clear cut number one uh, guys that you're like, yep, he's going to be he's going to be the first receiver off the board, no question about it. None of these guys, you know, were impressive. You know, some of them had some good speed, and that's and that's great and all. But they're, it's the same story like it is with all the other speedy receivers. They're undersized. You know, their hands are iffy. And, you know, they probably don't run routes very well, which you don't get to see at the combine. You don't get to see how well they run routes. So very good. Uh, we don't know how good the route running is unless you go to their pro day. But I, I don't then. think that – Yeah, and even then, I mean, you know, you still – you're they're, they're – running routes with a quarterback that they've been with for four years at, at most. So of course it's going to look good. You know, I mean, it's, it's, they've been doing it for, you know, for a couple of years already. Um, so with that being said, I mean, I think that, uh, I think the giants kind of put themselves in a position where it looks good that they have top picks in this draft. But now, what are you doing with them? Are, are you going to go get you a pass rusher uh, because you traded Olivia Vernon away? Is that the plan? Or are you going to bank on getting a receiver maybe in the second round? Because I could see, I could see these. You know, these guys are, are you know second round talents, but I don't see anybody being a first. Um, so it's just it's you know I'm just kind of curious as to what the Giants plan on doing if I was a betting man, Sonny, they're going to use that pick that they got from Cleveland to get them a pass rusher to replace Vernon. And, you know, so, I mean, there's a couple of guys that I think can fill that void. Um, I I think there's some outstanding linebackers too. The linebackers in this draft class are, are pretty damn good. So, yes, you know, 
Number Maybe. six and number 17, Cuervo, are their pick. Yeah. And I think I'm right yep. there with you. I think they go linebacker. But I think one of those quarterbacks everybody's talking about, like they always talk about, can slide to 17. I bet you a quarterback's nabbed at number 17. Now, look here, Sonia. And I know we were just talking about um, the Giants possibly trying to find a way to, to get Russell Wilson from Seattle. It would not shock me one bit if the Giants turn around with that number six pick and they dra- and they draft uh, Haskins, the quarterback from Ohio State. I, I don't think it. that's the right I move for it. them. I don't think that's the right move. Uh, but something tells me that I think that's what they plan on doing. I get exactly what you're talking about. Trade bait baby. That's what he's going to be if they grab up Haskins. Try it. Trade bait baby and head him over to to Seattle. Um, the, the the simple fact of the matter is is that the Giants they can go a lot of different directions. I mean, listen, I, Barkley. Okay, you want to call him great? If anybody wants to, okay, all right, I'll give him the credit for getting the guy. All right, I'll give him the credit for getting the guy. Um, I don't necessarily. I think he's overrated. Me personally, I think he's overrated. But the Seahawks have the number 21 pick, Cuervo. That's four picks from the 17. And obviously, right. do the math from, you know, from the uh, number uh, six position. I mean, you're talking, you're talking a lot of players. And, you know, depending on if they got that mad crush on, you know, certain guys. Um, but the simple fact of the matter is if they don't trade up to get that guy, the, the Seattle Seahawks have to – well, I'm normally a guy that says that they have to go offensive line, Cuervo, you know, especially with mm-hmm. Russell Wilson. But this, this team's been decimated defensively. They almost got to go defensively. Um, I, I, I get it. I know. I mean, if they go offensive line, Cuervo, they're sold into keeping um, an offense, an offensive type of team, not defensive type of team. I, I you know, and they're, they'll sell into it. And then, like you said, Haskins, you know, I, I think I th- I actually I think that's the right guy for Seattle if you're not going to have a Russell uh West uh Russell uh, Wilson. So I I think Haskins is the right guy for Seattle. He fits the mold of what they could possibly do with the pocket quarterback position, Cuervo. I don't know, Sonny. I I'm just I, you know he's he's another one of those mobile quarterbacks that I just don't trust. Uh, and 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 look, the, the, at, at, let's ask this question: How many quarterbacks out of Ohio State become successful in the NFL? All we uh, gotta do is go back to that time when I did the when I did the uh, a couple of years back where Shaq was uh, Shaq uh, was over there. Uh, that young dude that came out of there, I, I don't even know where he is now. I forgot his name. So your point's very well taken. Um. They're talking about, um, oh, gosh, a quarterback that got drafted a few years ago from Ohio State? Are you talking about yeah, uh, Braxton um, Miller, Cord- Cordell Jones? Cordell Jones. Cordell Jones was the one that I was at that uh, the the um, the deal that I did with uh, ESPN over at the uh, uh, skills challenge that they had a couple uh, Christmases back. Uh, you know, so uh-huh. yeah, so you know that that guy, 
Jeez Louise, you know, was nobody for crying out loud. I mean, everybody loved him. I remember they were big talking this guy. I don't even know where he even ended up in the draft. It, it's just, but uh, uh, but you're right. Yeah. So he got drafted. I want to say it was the second or third round by Buffalo. So Buffalo took him. They were like, "Yeah, you kind of suck, dude." And they traded him to the Chargers. I think, and I think the Chargers just released him. So, honestly, right at this moment as we speak, I don't think he's playing for an NFL team. To be I don't honest, think with he you. is either. And I rem- I remember Cuervo. People loved this guy. I mean, at the time they were when we were doing this, people were loving this guy. And of course, that's where I fell in love with with my guy um, that came out of there, um, uh, Brandon Dowdy. And Brandon Dowdy actually won the Skills Challenge out of that. You know, when they when they had that over there. Exactly, he was actually his current team. In reality, he's with the Chargers right now. Mm-hmm. Okay, so, so I don't, he's still I don't know. Like, yeah, he's well as far as I know. So. I don't know if he got released or if they're keeping him or how they're going to use him or what his contract is, but yeah, he went uh, to Buffalo to the Chargers. So um, interestingly enough, he didn't do very much. I mean, 96 yards and an interception. Hey, way to go there, Cardell. But you know, obviously, you don't get enough time to you. Know, you can't really hold that against him. But um, you know, the guys never really had that shot. Mm-hmm. You know, there it is. 2016, he was picked in the fourth round by Buffalo as the pick number 139. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, I mean, like I said, I mean, he dropped, you know, significantly in, in the draft that year when after he won that national championship, everybody was like, oh, he should be a top 10 pick. It's like, I remember mm, that. You know, calm down. Let's, let's calm down a little bit, okay? <laughs> you know, just because you won a national title. Does not mean you know. Let's let's not overreact. I mean, does anybody think that uh, that uh, this Tua kid sh- or uh, not Tua because Alabama lost the championship? Uh, the kid from Clemson, you know. I mean, is he going to be the number one pick just because he won the national title? No, of course not. So I don't. Know. I, I just kind of I just kind of wonder what goes on through scouts and and, and these analysts and people's heads when they evaluate talent. I mean, yes, what you do on the field absolutely does matter, but you know, you have to, there's a lot of things you have to factor in, and you know, wow. I just saw this contract, Cordell. Who's? Cordell Jones. Guy makes $129,000. Talk about it. Talk about it. Talk about a come to Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought he I thought he was making more than that, that's for sure. No, one hundred and twenty nine thousand. I'm I'm shocked. So oh wait, wait, wait. Mark that. Mark that. I was that was a roster bone. He makes six hundred thirty thousand. That's where what okay. he made last. That sounds that sounds that, more like it. That sounds sounds a little bit better. That that was a uh but it's, it's but still, um, you know, as far as that's concerned, 
but that's a futures contract, by the way, that he signed in January with the uh, with the Chargers. So he could be dumped in a heartbeat. Um, so it should be interesting to see if and when where he ends up, because I've always been kind of keeping track of him because everybody thought he was better than Dowdy, and Dowdy is nowhere. So you know it is what it is. Interestingly enough, uh, let's see here. Um, let me go over here. I had one more thing that I had on here uh, as far as what uh, some of the moves. Oh, that's what it is. Bridgewater remains the backup in New Orleans. Good move. Good for him. Hey, good job not chasing the money, I feel, Teddy. Uh, I, I feel I think, bad for him. I think, I think it was the right. it was the right thing for him. Look, stay in a place where you're going to win, okay? Even if you are the backup, you you pick Drew Brees' brain as much as you can, dude, and you take that knowledge and, and, and you either take over that Saints job or you move on somewhere else when it's all said and done, and you go out there and you apply that and you become the quarterback that everyone, you know, thought you weren't going to be anymore after that, that bad knee injury. So... And I know you have a lot of faith in, in Teddy, Sonny. That's your boy. Um, that's my boy. So, that is my yeah, boy. Yeah, that's your boy. And and so that that's the way I look at that situation is is I think I think him staying in New Orleans is the best thing for him. You you continue <laughs> to learn under Drew Brees and, and and put yourself in a position to to be able to take over, you know, either the Saints job when when Drew Brees retires, or if an opportunity comes knocking and you could take over another football team, you're going to be ready. You're going to be prepared. So that's the way I see it. And I think you know, now that I think about it, Cuervo, Cardell Jones, and Brandon Dowdy, man, why aren't they in the AAF? Man, you want to talk about a place they should be? Interesting. Because I, I just did a quick search on Brandon Dowdy, and this guy don't have a team right now. He got cut from the Arizona Cardinals. I was happy that the Cardinals picked him up, sad when they cut him. Um, but, uh, you know, interestingly enough, that guy has no team right now. I'm just like, I'm, I'm shocked. Well, it, I mean, that just goes to show my scouting ability isn't as good as the NFL quarterback, no, because he's with nobody right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there's so many guys, Sonny. There's so many guys that are competing for, you know, so many spots. So, um, you know, you got you got 150 guys competing for what 64. You know, either you're a starter yep. or a backup. Good point. So, um, so it's it's not easy. You know, I mean, you got to bring your A game, and you know. And that's why I think this AAF thing is going to be a good thing. I think it's a good thing because um, it's going to give other guys opportunities to to really showcase their talent. Um, and you can call it whatever you want. You can call it the AAA of the NFL. That's fine. Look, because they're they're putting on just just as good of a product as the NFL is. Believe it or not. I mean, I sat and watched uh, some of the re, you know the game that they just played. Uh, on NFL Network, and you know, it almost felt like I was watching an actual NFL game. You know, wow. So, 
you know, just, just based on, on the rules. It, it didn't seem fake, you know, like the XFL did or, you know, what, what that, what that circus show was, you know, when they first they did, they, they did it the first time, you know, it, it does. I, I think they've done a really good job so far, uh, with, uh, with this AAF league. And so hopefully, hopefully it just continues to get better from now, from now on. Well, that's, that's a good, interesting enough. You mentioned that the ratings of the AAF has gone down now, um, big time, actually, they've been on a slide. Um, that having been said, I mean, even though I can't stand the guy, uh, but Johnny Manziel is going to go to the Memphis team. I'm sure that'll get some more looks uh, that way for for yeah. the brand anyway. So that that's an interesting story in itself. Yeah, the Memphis Express, I think, is, is the name of the team. Yeah. So, so you know, I don't know. It'll be interesting from next week, Cuervo. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it will be. Um, I mean, from what I saw with Manziel in the Canadian league. Um, he, and it wasn't even, it wasn't even his character. It was just his performance on the field. It actually just, it didn't look like, well, I'm sure that's why he got cut, but I'm talking about, you know, how bad he looked on the field. Um, I don't know what he did off the field and whatever it was, it doesn't surprise me to be honest with you. Um, right. just because it's at, you know, we're at the point now where, um, you know, it's like, you don't, you don't, you expect it to happen. And that's sad. That's actually sad to think about that. You right. expect certain guys to, to screw up opportunities for themselves. And you know what? They never fail. They always find a way to screw it up. That is, that is really sad. Mm-hmm. So... He, For all he's those a people train that wreck forever. he is, a, he is a car wreck. Oh, I know he is. You know, he, 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 oh my gosh! I mean, I was comparing it before you came on to to a car wreck. Um, and now we get the opportunity to watch the car wreck. He might not have had the opportunity to see it up in Canada because it's hard to see Canadian football down here. But now, since it's kind of front and in your face, you kind of get an opportunity to watch the train wreck, car wreck dumpster fire, whatever you would like to slide in there at that spot, um, you get the opportunity to see it uh, up close and personal, I think. So, you know, I I always said this, you know, can't stand the guy, never could stand the guy, didn't like him in college, didn't know him in high school, so I didn't care. But it started since he went into his college days, is that he's just a punk. I'm sorry, the lack of better terms, this guy's punk. Things over the last, I mean, what, you know, what, five years now, Cuervo? The guy's a punk. He's always a punk. He always will be a punk. So I'm wondering how, you know, sooner or later, if you are him, you've got to shed that punk, you know, um, title in reality before an NFL team will really look at this guy. I, You know, no one looked at him up in Canada even when he played. There weren't any NFL scouts going, hey, we need to we need to watch us some Johnny Manziel because if anything came from them, it would have been a highlight reel, so they didn't have to waste their time looking for it because it didn't come. So now in this league, it might be a little different, and it's close. 
So, you know, they might actually go take a look at this guy and he'll have a real opportunity. Question is, will he screw it up? I, you know, I'm a Vegas guy, Cuervo, so I know he's going to screw it up. Um, yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> but at the same time, if I, I, I'm just looking for the train wreck team that will take the shot on this guy. And the other thing I'm looking forward to, Cuervo, if it happens, uh-huh. if Johnny Manziel gets signed and Colin Kaepernick doesn't, I mean, the, I, I think the internet and Facebook and Twitter might just completely crash. <laughs> yeah, you know, like like it did yesterday. Um, yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Kaepernick's still not on the team. That that's. It's, it, I'm just gonna say it. That it's Miami not, deal, boy, they closed that up really quick too. Where they they were talking about it too, Cuervo. Oh, that'd be great yeah. for Colin Kaepernick. I mean, I mean, they were loving this, and then they they bitch slap it with Ryan Fitzmagic. I love it. <laughs> I'll tell you I'll tell you a team that I think I think he could potentially wind up being on. And and this is a team that has a history of giving guys second chances. Um I wouldn't be so surprised or I wouldn't I wouldn't be against him being a backup to Andy Dalton in Cincinnati. I think that'd be a good spot for enough. Him. And, you know, and the team I was thinking of while you thought about it, I just started running through my mind, if they didn't have A.J. McCarron, the Oakland Raiders. I mean, the Raiders. You, know, you want to talk about, yeah, the Raiders, you always give them second, third, fourth, fifth chances. So, um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> you want to talk about a team that can't get out of its own way. Oh, my God. But, you know. It is what it is. Well, so, I mean, the only, the only issue I see with that, Sonny, is I don't know if Kaepernick would want to play for a guy that probably criticized him to the max as a, a Monday Night Football analyst or just you know an ESPN employee. You know what I mean? So that that's the only thing about that is he. Probably Are you saying there's no love his... lost there? Uh, no, no, none at all. I, I, but the Raiders, not. didn't they cut Jordy Nelson, Cuervo? No, I don't think so. I think they still have him. Okay. All right. I thought I read something that they, they cut uh, Jordy Nelson or something. But either way, you know, you know Jordy, then Jordy Nelson, I mean, what is he, a two right now? Because he can't be the – well, he might be stuck with the number. No, Cuervo – no, oh, they did. did they cut him. Here it is, he right did, here. Yep. yep, I got it. I they got it right did. Here they too. cut. They cut him. I just saw this. They uh, on March 14th. So I did hear right. I, I Lord knows I can't remember my own name half the time, so I can't remember if someone got cut or not. But that was run. No, but you know, interestingly enough, another name that you know I thought would have been signed by now as free agency, you know, kicked in and everything. You know, and the Chiefs release Eric Berry, so I'm I'm actually shocked we haven't got that part all figured out. But I go back to what I said about Eric Berry when he came back for the Chiefs. Uh-huh. I don't think they should have put him in. The personal uh, guy didn't play all damn year long, and then they throw him in. And it's not a very bright thing to do. You got if you're going to get Eric Berry and you're going to have this guy, you got to see how he does for the whole team, uh, for the whole year. You don't. I, I I thought it was a mistake, and he also got beat, you know, you know, a couple of times in reality, um, on vital plays. So, 
you know, mm-hmm. I, I'm 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 very interested. This guy has not landed as of yet, unless he has landed, and I just haven't heard heard about it yet. Mm, no, I don't think he has. Uh, I, I mean, they they Kansas City cut him a few days ago, but he hasn't signed anywhere. It, it, trust me, and I I would know right away as soon as he was, you know, signed with someone. But I haven't heard anything. Right. And the uh, Jaguars, they make it official. They grab uh, Foles. So, you know, uh, Jaguars going to be in the AFC Championship uh, game, Cuervo? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, they're they're going to be closer than they are with Blake Bortles. And you guys That's got rid of point. Blake Bortles. So. Good, good point. Um, I, congratulations. That would be interesting to see where he goes. Yeah, congratulations, Sonny. You don't, you don't have to – you don't have to uh, suffer any more headaches from watching Blake Bortles play for your team. Absolutely. Now, now you got Nick Foles back there. I, I'm uh, very interested on what team might pick him up because I heard that the Rams were kind of looking at him as a backup. So, um, I could see that. I, that, that's just what Goffer, I heard. And I heard that on the radio, so I I remember that when I heard they were talking. I don't know how close or if it's even anything that could happen, but um, but he was supposed to visit with them at some time. I'm not sure who it will be, but they, you know, the Rams. I mean, if you lose your guy, you know, or the you know your 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 quarterback in, in Los Angeles, you need a backup, you know. Hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think you gotta get better though if you're the Rams. <laughs> I, 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 I don't think you could be a Super Bowl contending team and you pick up Blake Bortles as the insurance policy. I, I don't know. There's something about that that doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, I mean, probably because of the fact that there's better options out there than uh, that might than be a Blake Bortles. Yeah, yeah. So. But um, and that, listen, listen. Blake Bortles gets signed by the Rams. There's a conspiracy. Like you wouldn't believe Colin Kaepernick. Oh yeah, there we go. Sorry, I, I was trying to start the shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't think uh, so, Tim. Yeah, thank you, Al. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, well, I mean, I don't know. It, it's that's one of those things I, I don't understand. What the? I don't know. I'm I'm just kind of over the fact that people are holding a grudge against Colin Kaepernick for what he too. did. I am too. I actually you know, have to admit I am. Give the, give the it, guy a job. Shit. Yeah. Even if it's your. I mean, even if it's your third down, uh, your third quarterback, give him a job so we can stop listening to it. <laughs> this is true. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, I don't know. Uh, I mean, but you know, it, it it then you run you run the risk of when you when you bring in a guy like who hasn't played in three years, you got to really think about is is he going to be dedicated? Is he going to be? Got to be willing to, willing to work to get back into it and and be a viable backup to you know the starting quarterback wherever he would wind up going. 
you know, is is he the type of guy that is willing to be a backup? If he if he comes in and he's trying to say that Good he point. wants to be a starter, then it's a lost cause because uh, nobody's going to get. You're right, Corbin. Nobody's going to grab him up as a starter. No way. Yeah, there's no way he's even for the Arizona Cardinals. He's not going to start. You know, as, as as much of as much of a starting quarterback as they need, I think I think they're. I don't want to say all in on Josh Rosen, but I think they're committed to him. I mean, hell, they they traded up to get him, so they should be committed yeah, to him. I, it's only right. Yeah, and, and the, actually, the, it was the first I heard of what you were talking about. You had made mention of that last week. I was like, I never even now. And then the week came, and then I started hearing it. So, um, I, and I might you want to God, you want to talk about giving up on somebody? Jeez Louise. If they did something like that, unbelievable. I mean, after one year, do you, you you close down Josh Rosen? I mean, come on. I I don't know. I I think that's. I mean, I don't even think the Cardinals are that stupid, are they? I mean, maybe they are. Oh, I don't know. Well, I mean, <laughs> the Browns. You know, we're talking about the Browns, uh, but I mean, even they traded away Deshaun Kaiser a year after they drafted him. So, well, you know, he was supposed to be the starter for the Cleveland Browns back before, you know, they discovered Baker Mayfield well, and they hired themselves an actual GM. He was real bad. He played Cuervo. He was real bad. Oh, my God, he was bad. I So, <laughs> I don't think Josh Rosen was, I mean, per se bad. I mean, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I, when I, get, I guess when I look at Kaiser, he played so so bad. I mean, at least when I looked at Josh Rosen, I could at least see the potential in what he is. Mm-hmm. And that might be because of the style. Of, I mean, because, listen, Kaiser's a runner, too. So, you know, and, and Rosen's not a runner. So it goes to that, you know, that stand-up quarterback, in-the-pocket guy, Kaiser, which Kaiser is not. Um, so I guess it's because we saw the flaws in what he can do as that dual threat if that's what you wanted to call him, because it was Green Bay. Didn't he back up uh, Aaron Rodgers? And, oh, my God, you couldn't watch that game. You could not watch that game. He he came in. He was god-awful. He had to start the next week, and he was even more pathetic. Um, But Josh Rosen, at least when I watched him, at least I thought I could see, you know, some kind of positivity from it. Yeah, I mean, you know, they – you know, Cleveland had it for one year, like I said, then he gets traded to Green Bay and he backs up Rodgers. Rodgers gets hurt. He goes in there. He stinks to join up. Like it's, it's been, been a, a hell of a career, you know, for Kaiser so far, or an interesting journey in the NFL where, you know, he went from a promising starting job, trying to franchise to round two, you know, now I got to back up, be a backup to one of the greatest of all time. So, um, you know, it's it's uh, it's been it's, you know big turn of events for him, um, and and even 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 now, uh, I don't I don't know that he's not going to be replaced as the backup. You know, he might wind up being a third string guy up there in Green Bay if if he survives on that roster. He might exactly. not even survive on the Packers roster, so. 
<laughs> you know, that's that's another prime example of a guy that, you know, people fell in love with because of his feet, you know, he you yep. know, ran around and, and it looked and it looked good in college and everybody thinks it's gonna work in the NFL and just like every other mobile quarterback, ninety percent of them they fall right on their face and they do nothing. They do nothing in the NFL. Then at all. Yep. So interestingly enough, well, you know, I, I don't have anything else. I've ran through my big list that I did write down some of the things. Is there anything that you can think of that we need to yak about? Um, I mean, I mean, just aside from all the trades and, and, and free agent signings that have happened, um, I think we hit all the big ones. I mean, you know, Odell getting traded, Antonio Brown getting traded, Le'Veon Bell signs with the Jets. Um you know certain guys that are that that got cut. I think we've covered. Actually, you know what? Did we talk about? Did we talk about it last week? I think we did. I can't remember if we did or not. Our thoughts on on Jason Witten coming back. Yeah, we did talk about that. Um, as far as that, but it, interestingly enough. Now that you say that, you know, in the, you know, with with um, some of the guys that are bailing, just some of the things I'm hearing around here, you know, you know, losing, you know, losing. Um, oh, that wide receiver, his name slipped my. That young little cat um, went up to Buffalo. Um, some of the things, is, some of the guys that they're losing, and they're going, and we're paying Jason Witten five point five to come back. And we're losing this guy, mm-hmm. that guy. You know, that, there's some talk going around there. There's some, there's some interesting uh, mojo, some uh, interesting juju in the year in Dallas about uh, Witten coming back with the loss on someone because there's some guys that haven't been signed yet, like the Marcus Lawrence. Um, uh, so you know, have not been re-signed. We, and their idea was to re-sign their own guys. Um, well, they did. They signed Jason Witten. Uh, but the Marcus Lawrence hasn't been re-signed. There's a couple other guys that uh, need new contracts and things like that. So interestingly enough, down here, you know, I, I, I'm, I'm just reminded of the old Phil Collins song. I feel it coming in the air tonight. There's something in the air that is not good in Dallas right now. Uh, some guys that are not going to get signed, and they're going to lose. If they don't, if they don't move on, this the Marcus Lawrence are going to lose him. Um, there's there's a lot of things going on. There's some bad mojo in the air right here in Dallas as far as Cowboy fans are concerned. I'm sorry, say that one more time, Sonny. It was breaking up. I, I couldn't hear everything you were saying. Well, there's just some bad mojo down here for the Dallas Cowboys with Witten 5.3 and yeah. then Demarcus Lawrence not being signed. Mm-hmm. Um, so there, there's just a lot of things in I, I compared it to the Phil Collins song. I can hear it coming in the air tonight. There's something not good in the air <laughs> in Dallas right now. Well, I mean, are there talks of of, of them re-signing Lawrence? I mean, are, they're, they're, who do they're they put the franchise to, tag on? From, that that's the thing. I think I think that's what it is. I think the fact that I think they threw the tag on him. Now that you say that, I think they threw the tag on him. Um, okay. But because I know, um, I know it, it was more in the fact that they wanted to. Um, it's more in the fact they wanted to get a new signing for him. So yeah, yeah. Because I mean, there was there was rumors for a while that you know that the Raiders were gonna 
get either Demarcus Lawrence, Jadavion Clowney, or even possibly both of them, which I don't think they're going to get right. both of them. I don't think they have enough money to get both of them. But, um, you know, good luck getting getting Jadavion Clowney away from the Houston Texans because now they, they threw the tag on him. So I, I don't see that happening. I think he's going to stay in Houston. Um, so I think for Dallas, they, they, they have to keep Demarcus Lawrence. Um, yeah, they did. They threw the, the franchise it, it, tag on him yet on March fourth. Yeah, well, I mean, so I mean, and that and that's great, but now he's got to actually sign the franchise tag. So there's a big difference, son. right? And you and I both know that. Point. You can you can tag somebody all you want. Ask the Pittsburgh yep. Steelers. You can tag somebody, but if they don't sign that bad boy, it means nothing, absolutely nothing. So they have they need to that needs to be their priority right now. Okay. In, Twenty in all million reality. is the number. They got to at least start with that franchise tag number, which is twenty and a half million that they're going to have to give him. Um, so that's automatic. So, but and, and here's the thing: Demarcus Lawrence has not been one of these kind of guys that are considered like bad guys, you know, or pains in mm-hmm. the asses like the, uh, you know, you look back up on the days when they were uh, doing it to uh, Bryant. They signed him two years in a row as well. If it gets to the third year, it's going to cost them a lot, a lot more money. So they better get in the line. They better get that new contract signed up for him or it's going to end up costing them close to $30 million a year if they uh, come close to retagging them for a third time. So they better, they better get a move on that or it's going to cost them a lot of money. Yeah. Well, I mean, isn't that what happened uh, in Pittsburgh with Le'Veon Bell? I think they tagged him three years in a row, and then it got to the point where they had to pay him, you know, a significant amount more than what the actual tag was. And, well, yep. here we are today. That's He's exactly in New York Jets. So, yep. so, I mean, I, I, teams, I, I hope that's a lesson learned to teams out there. Just, you know, you by the second year, if, if even if you're thinking about tagging a guy for the second time in a row, I think at that point you need to make a decision. Either you 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 sign him to an extension or you let him go. Playing around with or at this least get to the table, right? Yeah, exactly. Because you're playing with fire when you do that. And the Pittsburgh Steelers, I'm sorry, they got burned. They got burned on both sides because they went from having one of the most dynamic offenses in the NFL to now Juju Smith-Schuster is the number one receiver. And I like him. Don't get me wrong. I think he's, he's going to be a stud uh, in this league. But here's the problem. It's Juju it, it, with the wide receiver core in Pittsburgh, and then it's, it's uh, oh, yeah, they really don't have a number two guy. That's the problem. Yeah, who, they don't have a number two guy. I, I guess. They, they, they don't, Sonny. They, I mean, Martavius Bryant is gone. Uh, Sammy Coates is gone. I don't think he's on the team anymore. So, it, honestly, like, I, I, I paused as long as I did out of sarcasm to, to, to get people to understand that, look, it, Pittsburgh doesn't have – a second option anymore. Juju was that second option. And that's what made him so good because so much attention went to Antonio Brown that 
Juju was able to make a lot of plays. Now Juju is the focus on that on that football team at the wide receiver, and they have nobody else to to look at. Now I will say this: the only person they got to look at is the one that we were just talking about as the Raiders. Jordy Nelson is about the only name out there. Um, and and he now now it's interesting that you say that because he is linked to being a possible candidate. Uh, to to go to Pittsburgh, uh, oh, being it? Jordy Nelson. I didn't know that. Yeah, I, that, no, yep, there are rumors. because I was just that, running through wide receivers just off the top of my head on who could be available, and the only one that I can think of in reality, it, it was Jordy Nelson because he got cut. Um, so so they're already talking about that. Then there are, there are there, I have seen things uh, online about. Jordy Nelson possibly getting looked at by the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, so, and I think if that happens, I think the Steelers will be fine. Um, you know, everybody's writing them off, you know, because Brown is gone, Bell is gone, you know, Roethlisberger is, is a year older and, and stuff like that. Don't, don't totally write the Steelers off just yet. I, I'll, I'll tell people that right now. I think the Steelers are going to be fine. Um, do I think, they win the division. I think there's a chance. You know, everybody's falling in love with the Cleveland Browns. Look, they we don't know what it looks like yet. You know, it looks good right now. I mean, it's it's March 17th in the offseason. You know, it's March 17th. So, it's um, paper always looks you know, good for everyone. Yeah, of course it does. And and it, we're still fresh in the offseason. It's not even yep. April yet. So we still yeah, it's actually the only the fourth day of free agency, right? And and we haven't even gotten through the draft yet. So there's still a lot of things that to happen in the off season uh, before we can sit there and, and, and talk about you know the Browns are the favorite to win or or whatever the case may be. So the Steelers I, need to only are, make one more move, Cuervo. They only they need to make Jordy Nelson. No, they need to fire their coach. I'm, 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 I'm so, I'm so down on the the coaching staff there because that right there, first of all, what the Steelers did is right the wrong, and I'm going to tell you, Le'Veon Bell, uh, Antonio Brown cannot be the guys that determine what goes on with the Steelers. That has to be done by one person or one organization. That's the Rooney's. And I'm going to tell you, you got to get rid of the guy that allowed this attitude to invade a cancer in the locker room. Okay. Cause you had two of them and Mike Tomlin is the reason why that those attitudes ended up on that football team. I'm gonna. I I I'm not. I'm not buying this for a second. That this is not all on him because a coach needs to get a hold of his players, regardless who they are, whether it's Le'Veon Bell, uh-huh. whether it's Brown, whatever the case may be. He allowed that culture. Now, the Roonies need to get rid of the new culture that's trying to invade the success that they have had over the years, and now you've got to get rid of the guy that allowed it, and that is Tomlin. 
So you might as well do the trifecta, get rid of that guy, stall it all over, because guess what? The Ravens aren't all that great right now. I mean, you if you want to love the Campbell situation up there, love it all day long. The Bengals suck. The Browns are a fluke. Maybe. I don't know. But the the the, the the very simple fact of the matter is the Steelers should be able to beat the Browns. So get rid of the coach, get rid of that, and and when you bring in your new coach and say, we don't want that crap going on this football team no more, and they started by getting rid of the players, now they got to get rid of the guy that allowed it because if, uh-huh. it, if they got two of them in there now, Cuervo, you don't know how many that are still lingering that have that attitude, and you need to cut that attitude out immediately. And that comes from coaching, because that coach allowed it. Tomlin needs to go. Yeah, and I know we've had this conversation before, Sonny. Um, I, I know that I had mentioned, I had made the, the comment that I think people are, have lost respect for, for Mike Tomlin, and I still stick with it. Yep. Um, yep. And I think this is a prime example of, of why they don't respect him, because, you know, I think it was Mike Tomlin's due diligence to at least reach out to these guys, just kind of get a feel of where their head is, you know, what they're thinking about uh, as far as, you know, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. I don't know how much contact was actually made uh, to those guys from, from Tomlin throughout this whole process, but I think the less, the less that, that they heard from him, the more it kind of, showed that he, he could care less about about those two guys. And those were the two most productive guys on his football team from an offensive standpoint, you know. And it makes me, you know, and it makes me wonder too. Now, now I'm sitting here and I'm thinking about these things, Sonny. Now, now my wheels are turning. A guy, like Ryan, a guy like Ryan Shazier, who, who, you know, almost suffered one of the worst – Injuries we've we've seen in recent memory. Oh, actually, he did because he. I mean, he he had to learn how to walk again. How often yep. does he talk to him? How often does he check up on a Ryan Shazier? You know, it, it, I mean, if it, look, if if you don't want to talk to Bell, uh, Le'Veon Bell, Antonio Brown because of their attitudes, okay, fine, I I, I get that. You know, I, I still think you should because you have to be the bigger man as the head coach and put your differences to the side and still be a leader to those, to those players. But a guy like a Ryan Shazier, who's going through therapy, who's, who has to learn how to walk again, who, who's, you know, life was almost risked for the game of football. If and for the Steelers. I, I, I'm just going to throw it out there. Sonny, if, if that relationship has gone South too, then I think you definitely have a problem with the head coach and the and the lack of the lack of uh, uh, welfare that he has for his players. That's a problem. That 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 a good a good leader a good coach, somebody who knows how to how to how to lead. Um, will always reach out and, and and you know do those things to to go that extra step to make sure that his guys are good. You know, just, I mean, I speak from experience, you know, with, with what I do for a living. I have to be, I have to go that extra mile every time. So, 
you know, I can't expect people to come to me all the time and let me know how they're doing if if they're going through health issues or whatever. I have to go out and I have to find the answer sometimes. So if Mike Tomlin's not doing that for, for Ryan Shazier of all people, um, I, I, I think I think that the Steelers really need to take a hard look at what kind of leader that they have at the head coaching position. It, it's not even about how smart he is anymore or, you know, or anything like that. It's just, it's just leadership one-on-one. And uh, the point I'm making, Sonny, is it's going to get to the point where Ryan Shazier is going to, going to want to come back and play, but he's not going to want to play for the Steelers anymore. I mean, look at what he's done to his, his, you know, his, his friends. You know, Brown, you know, Le'Veon Bell, you know, he left a bad taste in those guys, those guys' mouth, and, and it's going to trickle down, and he's going to say, damn, he, he treated you like, like that? I don't want to go back to that team. Hey, agent, find me a way to get me out of Pittsburgh. And it's going to, get to, it's going to, it's going to be that type of culture. It was, it's kind of similar to, to the situation in San Francisco once Jim Harbaugh got fired. Nobody wanted yeah. to be in San Francisco anymore. They all wanted to dip out and they wanted to leave. And, and, and now you see the effects of it. I hate to say it, but the Pittsburgh Steelers could wind up being in that same situation. Interestingly enough, I, you know, it, listen, if Brian Chazier makes it back to the football field, but, um, you know, you, you think about the – the intestinal fortitude that it would take for him to get back to. Never mind. I mean, I don't know where he is. I know I saw him walking, obviously not walking the way that he wants to walk. I mean, but at least he's walking. Um, uh-huh. So the question would be is how much longer would it be before we actually see him back out on the football field um, is a big story. And uh, the, But I will tell you, Cuervo, Whatever contract that they had with Shazier, I mean, I would think by the time this ends up happening, he's not even going to be dedicated to the to the Pittsburgh Steelers. So that might be something that's very easy for him to do to go to a different team if that lack of respect isn't there. And I I, I looked at it as lack of respect. I I see what you're talking sure. about as far as lack of but uh, lack of uh, caring but lack of respect, like a guy gave his, literally has given his life to the, to the sport. And here he is sitting, you know, in reality, you know, with a guy that's not a guy who actually cares about him. So I think where you come with the caring is the fact that you have to show the respect to a guy that did put it on all, all on the line, not only for the right. game, but for the city of where he's at. You're absolutely right. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. No, that's a, and that's exactly what I'm talking about, you know. And that, and that to me, in my opinion, that that goes into the respect factor is, you know, just kind of just showing that you're there for them, you know. And so, I don't know if if that part is there uh, as far as the responsibility that or the obligation that Mike Tomlin owes to Ryan Shazier, you know, as far as just. Just to, yeah, hey, how you feeling? You know, nobody's, you know, not, it doesn't have to be anything fancy or anything extraordinary or, or over the top. It could just be a phone call. Hey, just want to check on you, 
see how you're doing, things like that. You know, it, it could well, be something you know as simple as that. Them. You know the team likes them. I'm just reading this now that the Steelers are keeping them on the pup list. Um, so he, he, you know, the, at least the team are respecting him. They're paying him, which is awesome. See, this is the kind of story that really needs to lead Sports Center. Um, in reality, sure. I mean, the Steelers still paying this guy. I mean, you know, it, it gives and hope, they should, you know, to and, and that right there. You see, these are the kind of moves that that players want to see from their organization when they make the decision whether or not they're going to come there. But if mm-hmm. part of the problem is Mike Tomlin, I, I'm I'm going to tell you, you had two players on your offensive side of the ball that were your biggest pains in the asses. I, now, I, I, maybe it's me, and if I'm in the role of leadership, I would have shut those guys up and said, listen, shut up and play football. Don't, don't get in this, and if you don't want to listen to me, that's absolutely fine, but you're not going to be out on the field. So, you know, I, I think you're right. Uh-huh. The lack of respect that the players have for Tomlin is uh, on Tomlin in reality because he has allowed it to happen. And, and I don't think right. – I, I think the I think they can make the playoffs, but I don't think this is a football team that can advance any further. Maybe an AFC Championship game, but you know, if you don't have the team behind you, man, you you can't coach. And in the playoffs, you, you got to have players that believe or buy into the system that you've got set into place. And if they don't, you're not going to win. And I got I I got a sneaking suspicion that the Steelers will make the playoffs, but I don't think they're bought in enough on Mike Tomlin. Yeah, I don't think so either, Sonny. Um, I think that uh, I think the situation in Pittsburgh is is kind of similar to the one in, with with the Giants. You know where they, um, you know they, and I'm talking about Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown. They didn't get much uh, backup from their core. So. Sonny, can you hear me? Yeah. Did you just drop your? Did you just drop your? <laughs> drop your phone? No, my Bluetooth. My Bluetooth uh, headset died on me, <laughs> so I got. Ah. I got to charge. Got to charge it back up. But uh, no, what I was saying was. I think I think the situation in in Pittsburgh is kind of similar, like you know, to the one in in New York. With you know, I don't think Ben really was vouching for for those two guys very much, or kind of you know, uh, I don't I don't want to say campaigning or recruiting for them to stay, but it was just kind of like you know. Hey, if you want to let them go, hey, I totally understand. You know, kind of one of those, one of those, like throwing a hint out there, like, like he he could care less if they were still there or not. I'll right. tell you what, um, those two bailed Ben Roethlisberger out of a lot of situations. Really saved his ass a lot because Ben Ben is definitely not the same quarterback he was ten years ago, and I think no we question. all know this. But uh, but the thing is, um, I think as much of a lack of respect for the coaches they have, you know, I think lack of respect for each other is, is another problem. You didn't have that 
that uh, that brotherhood that you normally want in a football team. I don't think it was there between Roethlisberger and and the, and the rest of the guys. So I think um, it came from. I think it came from when they hired they hired the guy from Kansas City as offensive coordinator. Where have I Todd been? Haley. A lot of this, you know, uh, huh? Todd Haley. Haley, listen, those two didn't get along. Yeah. But here's the thing about that. They still played at a very high level. Hated each other, but they played at a high level of football. Now, granted, they had Bill, and they did have Brown during some of that. But I look at, I, I, I look at all of this, and I, I, first of all, I was never a fan of Mike Tomlin. I don't care how many Super Bowls he has with him. I think two. But, but I was never a fan of this guy. But when they brought on Todd Haley, I was like, okay, let's see how this works. Well, all the reports, every single one of them, by the way, it, it did not, they did not like each other. They hated each other. But here's the thing. Winning changes some attitudes. You may not like that guy, but guess what? If a W ends up under, if a tick ends up underneath the W instead of the L, well, maybe something's going on here. How can we work together to make sure we keep getting those ticks under the W and not the L? Now, the simple fact of the matter is, is, is that management gate, get, you know, said this is our guy, this is the guy that you're going to work with. But the difference between Ben Roethlisberger and a Todd Haley compared to an Antonio Brown and a Le'Veon Bell. Well, Le'Veon Bell and Antonio Brown said, screw it. I don't give a shit what you said. We're going to do, if we don't like it, and we're going to continue to bitch about it. And, you know, then the story's written. But those years after Todd Haley came on, those Steeler teams were good offensive football teams. Now, granted, Bell was part of it, and so was Brown. But, at some point, you've got to learn to shut your mouth and play the game. I mean, what are they, we, we hear it all the time. Watch the damn game. Now, granted, they're a part of it, but if you're, if you're going to insist on having guys that disrupt your football team so negatively that you can't get over those hurdles, someone's got to go. And when the Steelers chose Bell and Brown to go – it was a victory, at least in my mind, for the Steelers, even though it really did cut down the talent. So I guess I guess what I'm saying is there's a win there for, you know, being being what you are. You, this is the Steeler way. You're going to do it our way or you're not going to do it on this team. So, but... I, I still think I, I am. I'm I'm not a fan of Tomlin. I think he's part of the problem as well as those two, and it, they got changed the culture of the locker room. Yeah, I think so too. And and, and I I don't know I don't know that Tomlin was ever a good fit in Pittsburgh. Like, point. Me, similar to what I you get, said, I get exactly what you're saying. You know, kind of similar to what you were talking about before. I think the, the the style of person, let alone the coach, that Mike Tomlin is. I don't know. I don't know if it fits how you know the Steelers like to to operate. Yep. Now I I tell you, it's worked. 
because they've gone to a few Super Bowls, you know, together. Um, you know, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, but I definitely think that they could have had a little more success with with uh, you know, other coaches. So I agree. Uh, I think I'm and right there with on top of that. I think the team would still be intact. They would still have Antonio Brown. They would still have Le'Veon Bill. And uh, you know, it, it would Those be play for that team this year. This year, Cuervo. They what, Sonny? I can barely hear you. Those those two teams couldn't play this year for this for the Steelers team. They 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 they'd be done. I I I I I I'm not even I'm not even close to saying they're those two are cancers. I'm saying they are cancers. Those two are well, locker room cancers. Now you can go back into the day talk around. Talk, you go back. Reminds. I'm not saying that the guys don't have talent. I'm not saying that. You can be a cancer and have talent. All you got to do is look at Terrell Owens. Okay? Yeah. Um, but yeah. look what happened True. to Terrell Owens after it gets to that point, Cuervo. They, he started bouncing on teams, different teams. They, and not only that, he, he, this guy signed a waiver to play in the Super Bowl to try to help him win the Super Bowl. Okay? Now, that show, mm-hmm. to me, that shows the guts of uh, Terrell Owens – but it still doesn't mean that he wasn't a cancer. And, and I think you, you had two of them. You had Bell and him. And, and not, never mind the fact that you have off-the-field problems with both of these guys, and that is the reason why the Steelers were like, yeah, well, you can demand all you want, but what are you going to give us in return? You gonna, are you going to throw recliners off of an eight-story building and almost kill someone and make us look stupid, Antonio? What about you, Bell? What are you going to do to embarrass us as, a, as an organization as well? But you want your money, but you're going to act a fool? No, you can go do that someplace else. I, I commend the Steelers big time. This was a right move, and I know, I know I can't convince a lot of people that it was, but as far as getting control of your football team, it's a start. And maybe Tomlin can change the tune in the locker room. Maybe they were the reasons why that Tomlin couldn't get across to the other players. I guess we'll find out this year. Yeah, and I'll tell you, I mean, if Antonio Brown thinks he's going to Oakland and he's going to be, you know, be able to pull those shenanigans over there, he's got another thing coming. <laughs> I don't think because he – even though they allow – yeah, even even over there, I don't think he could get away with the things that he tried to get away with over in in there. N- never mind, they got a new leader. He might have been able to get rid, do that a couple of years ago, uh, but he's definitely going to the wrong team for that. Yeah, yeah. Look, I mean, you know, you can, we can make fun of the Raiders all we want, but one thing is for sure: John Gruden don't play. All right. Yep. I think we all that's well documented. He don't mess around. Very. So you go ahead, Antonio. You go down there and you try to act a fool. John Gruden's going to chew your ass out. He's going he's gonna to spit you out for lunch, and then he's going to chew yep. you up again for, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's going to be bad. Play it's great. Bad. It, he'll play it great until they hit the field, and there'll be a love affair until they hit the field. And then when he's not doing what he's supposed to be doing, which is know the playbook, that's when the love affair will end very quickly over there. Well, I mean, I guess that remains to be seen. I mean, 
you know, I mean, it, it, look, there's video evidence of, of Antonio Brown and Derek Carr. They're already working together. So, and that's a good thing. That, that they, they should that be, is. They should be doing those that things. That is. It's Did he make it to practice on time? Yeah, yeah, Antonio. <laughs> well, here's the thing. So they, they, they recorded it. Um, he actually went to Derek Carr's home, and they, you know, his, his yard or whatever they were, they were doing stuff. And that's when I saw that he had, you know, gotten rid of the stupid blonde mustache, and now he looks like, a, you know, a normal guy again. Normal person, yeah, yeah. So blonde mustache. See, see, it moves like that. The blonde mustache is enough where you want to you want to take your gloves, Cuervo, and you you'll know this saying. You want to take the gloves and just slap the shit out of them with it. I mean, I know stupid moves like that. I mean, it, 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 it. I'm sorry if you if you're the guy that does that. You show your lack of intelligence. I'm sorry. I don't care what college you went to, how many, how many freaking you know, you, you know, degrees you have. But as soon as you start, you know, and and, and I'm sorry, uh, it, I'll say this for the white guy, okay? If the white guy gets green hair, there's something wrong with you. If you're a black guy that gets a blonde mustache, there's something wrong with you. Okay, if you're a Spanish guy and you end up getting red hair, there's something wrong with you. Okay, there's something not right about you. Just figure it out and and try to fix it and fix it very fast. Yeah, no, absolutely. I I think oh. it's it's a maturity it's a maturity level with him. I, it, and I think yeah, it's a maturity and like the, the entitlement things or or I'll do something really wild to see if I can get some attention on me. And well, he got, it. <laughs> he, yeah, he got it. He definitely got it. I mean, Oh, when he when I saw that, I was like, "Oh my, the Steelers! You gotta let him go after he does something that dumb." I mean, if you get blonde mustache, okay, you that that right right there is the reason why to cut Antonio Brown. I know that's probably not right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that that kind of stupidity you can't have on your football team. I mean, <laughs> yeah, it's immaturity, Tony. That's what it is. <laughs> Yeah, immaturity. It'll kill a football roster. It'll kill a football team. It'll kill a football year. And that's what, you know, Bell and uh, Brown brought to the equation. Oh, that's going to do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, we did three hours. Hey, thanks for being patient for me, my man. I'm glad we got on air because we had a lot to talk about. No problem, Sonny. No problem. We'll do it again next weekend. Definitely. We'll do it next weekend, Saturday uh, Saturday or Sunday. Probably going to be Sunday because I got wrestling on Saturday night. So, yeah, it'll probably be Sunday. So, look for us at 8.30 a.m. Unless, unless your, 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 um, your wonderful wife is gone all day like she is today. <laughs> yeah. Well, that depends oh. on what day uh, she works. Yeah, so. it'll depend on her schedule. We'll look for exactly. This is Cuervo's schedule. We'll be on sometime next Sunday. Everybody have a good one. We'll check you then. Maybe if a big story hits, we might hit the air then. Before then. Have a good one, everybody. Bye-bye.